Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Camp Slasher, the podcast where we talk about slasher movies from the 70s, 80s, and beyond. I am one of your hosts, Maggie Pickrell-Smith, and I'm here with my co-host, Slash Husband, Jacob. How are you, Jacob? I'm doing much better, even though it's been... Do we want to spoil it and say it's been a day? <laughs> Psych, we recorded the episode that came out today yesterday. That's fine. No one needs yeah. to know that. Yeah, um, it's fine. You sound but, better. Thank you. I'm glad. Maybe that's maybe that's because it's over virtual. But uh, yeah, I'm less congested today, which is awesome. And I actually can think with Yay. more succinct thoughts. So that's pretty cool. So oh. hopefully I'll be able to make my jokes land a little bit better today. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if the illness is what did that to you, but um, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> um, I, I will let everyone know Jacob does not have COVID. Yes. Applause. Well, well, you know, hopefully I, I he, he did a normal test, which took 72 hours to get the results back. Woo. Yeah. Literally took three he days. He went and did a rapid test because we were like, uh, uh, it's taking too long. And Just then we got make both, sure. Whatever. And that, that the rapid test came back faster even then. It took 20 minutes for that one. And I was like, yeah, I don't I don't know how much I don't know how accurate that one is, probably. Yeah. <laughs> but eh, whatever. Well, and jump right in. We do have a guest today. That's not just our cat kind of purring <laughs> in the background. <laughs> um, True. His name is Ben Slaby. He is a person who enjoys horror movies very much to the Met to the extreme to the max i don't know that sounded weird when i said it in my head but i'm saying it out loud and i'm not editing this so it's fine um, i don't have any regrets no i completely agree <laughs> great <laughs> welcome to our podcast um so you actually my boss is friends with you correct your friend those yep yep um, todd Yep. Toddy Ogden. Shout out to Todd. I don't know. I don't Pastor. think Todd's listens. Pastor Todd. Pastor Todd. He also officiated our wedding. So <laughs> yeah. Pastor Todd. Um, <laughs> he, he, mentioned, he mentioned that to me. I've, I've seen him uh, officiate some other weddings. So well, yeah, he, he's got he's a couple a under his belt now at this point. Popular. Man of he can, many he can titles. Make a real. Um, but he he was like he's a huge fan of horror movies. He reviews them on uh, Letterbox, which everybody loves Letterbox. Um. But what kind of got you into horror movies? Like, what were some of your first ones? What are your favorites? Go for it. I'd say the the first movie that first got me excited about them was uh, Romero's Day of the Dead. Ooh. Um, it was mainly the the effects, the practical effects of that movie, how okay. insanely violent and gory they were. That's not so much a thing that gets me excited these days but when i was younger just seeing that and how realistic that looked was something very enticing yeah uh, of course the og halloween uh was a big one which introduced me to john carpenter which then led to the thing which is my all-time favorite horror movie and awesome i try to recommend that to anyone who hasn't seen it at this point i mean it doesn't get much better than that to be honest yeah, I'm a huge fan of the thing. Uh, yeah. It's probably my number two movie uh, besides Alien. Alien's my favorite movie uh, of all time. Just hey. movie, not even horror. I, it's my favorite. That's 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 a that's top five for me as well. It, so it's a great one. That's good to hear. We'll get What's to it. What's your favorite? Eventually. Just favorite yeah. movie? Is that what yeah. you're asking? Favorite movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I have to go with the thing. Yeah, not only okay. is it oh, yeah. my favorite horror movie, it's just my favorite movie in general. That's if we, awesome. we want to go non-horror, it, it's a tie between Die Hard and The Goonies. It's both great choices. <laughs> great choices. 
I'm a fan. I like that. Thank you. That's great. <laughs> yeah. It's something about that era of movies. Just they, they can't be topped. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, well, and I always feel like that the entire area of movies is so cozy for me because I just remember watching them when I was a kid and I don't know. There's it's there's something about the way they're filmed that makes me cozy. Even Die Hard, which it's the plot's not very yeah, cozy. It's but. it's that uh no, it's not, but yeah, I mean terrorists are never cozy, but <laughs> not quite. Yeah. It's an exciting movie. It is. It's great. Um <laughs> uh, yeah, The Goonies, though, that one, I went through a period in eighth grade where I watched that every single day after school. So oh, my God. I, I might have to give that the, 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 number, the number two slot. Man, that's a, I bet your parents love that, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I just <laughs> snuck away into the bedroom. They didn't have to hear it every single day. Okay, I, that's I didn't play it too loud. So. A little better, oh, okay. I guess. Oh, so they're not hearing look it all at the time. Consider it, unlike me, where I was playing <laughs> Call of Duty screaming at it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a little louder experience for your parents. <laughs> I think yeah. uh, the only movie that I um, watched repeatedly to an extreme, and this is a weird one, and it really unveils me as a theater kid. I... Many times in a row, rewatched The King and I. Oh, <laughs> the full three-hour musical. Oh, wow. I was like, "This is my shit." And I was like, you know, <laughs> twelve. There I am. Oh man, <laughs> it's it's. I don't. I've I have never rewatched it, and I feel like if I did rewatch it, um, it would ruin it. So you, you just can't with nostalgia. Some of the nostalgia really? things they, you just got to leave alone. The magic wouldn't come back. I, I I don't know. I also worry with with musicals like that that there's like you know weird racist things that I don't want to remember <laughs> happening. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. Um, yeah, any movie I feel like pre nineties, maybe pre eighties. It's like you rewatch and it's like, oh, and you're like, oh, well, I'm a couple some stuff that I kind of forgot about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. real. Um, I guess we can go ahead and start talking a little bit about. Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, which is one of my favorite yeah. movie titles of all time. I agree. I remember seeing this at Blockbuster yep. and having a totally different picture of what this movie was about than what it's actually about, which I think a lot of people did. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Halloween 3 itself is just such a misleading title anyways. You go into it expecting one thing, and it's not that not whatsoever. It's a not Michael Myers movie, right? <laughs> spoiler it's not so basically for anyone who has no idea what we're talking about um after halloween 2 the producers were like wouldn't it be pretty cool if we did like an anthology series of like different spooky horror things and we just kept calling it halloween with some subtitle and then each one would just be about something different. Why they chose to make Halloween 1 and 2 about one thing, and then they're like, oh, instead of just ha- making our own horror anthology, we're going to jump off of Halloween's power. Uh, seems like not a, bad, not, a, not a great idea. Um, and then besides that, I, you know, if you ever look into the marketing of this film, I don't think they made it very clear that, uh, no. <laughs> that this was no. uh, happening. And I'm sure one thing we'll talk about, the fact that the masks are a huge part of the plot as we talk about it, but... Yes. What's, 
something that's funny that I that I know about this movie is Halloween three. They try to justify calling it Halloween three because three masks feature in the movie. Ugh. So they oh yeah, it's oh so don't like that. Thinking about that, yeah, it's it's awful. Oh. But that's how they try to justify it. It's just the Halloween three masks. <laughs> oh my! Yeah, God. it makes it's such a it's such a stretch. It is also so funny that so wow. much of this movie is like anti corporation, but they sold the Halloween masks as part of the promotion for this movie. So it's like, what? Who? Yeah, what and you, continue still to this day. Yeah, they cost like 60 bucks. Has anyone ever tried to buy one of these things? They're so expensive. Yeah. Oh, another thing, Ben, that we... Well, you probably know this fairly well if you've caught up with the um, with our episodes, except for the last. But um, I don't do any research, basically. So all of this information, both it's of you were just surprise. saying, I had no idea about. <laughs> so the, like, this is crazy to me that they would That's good, yeah. sell those done, masks, especially for that much money. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, well, it's, now. It's crazy. Yeah. Fair, yeah. fair. Um, this book, actually, we're, we're back to oh taking God. shape per usual. I love this book. Um, this does. book has a breakdown of a price list for they went and looked at real prices in Los Angeles of different masks and then they priced out the silver shamrock retail pricing and the wholesale pricing. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're interested in that, it's all there. Wow. That really um, goes in depth in that book. <laughs> it really does. So like the large pumpkin mask, if you would like to buy that, it would have cost two ninety nine. Um these days it costs yeah about fifty nine ninety nine I believe if you try to buy one. Wow, Jesus Christ! Does it does it tell you in that book? I remember maybe one or two of the masks were actually in production from that Don Post Studios, and they made one for the movie. Does it say anything in there about which one? I was it the witch mask that was this, made? I vaguely know what you're talking about, but I don't know. But it is weird because when they do, there's we'll talk about it later, but there is a factory scene and you can see a lot of those masks are like classic Don Post masks. Yeah. Yep. Um, all I can think about is the smell of those latex masks when you wear them. <laughs> yeah. Awful. Do you so ever like, wear those yeah, it gets, it, when you're growing up? For a Halloween yeah. costume? Probably. Yeah. Yeah, they do get old after about five minutes. Mm-hmm. But I feel yeah. like when you're a kid and you're wearing those, all you're really caring about is the candy. candy. So you kind of yeah. you put up with it for a little bit. Absolutely. I remember wearing the scream mask and having that before like taboo <laughs> by my mom. She didn't know I bought it. Oh, and, and then, the one. Yep. Does yeah. anyone remember the, just, the that scream thing mask? Smelled after. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> the scream mask that when you pumped the little thing, fake blood went yep. through it. Yep. That yeah. was such a thing. <laughs> it was. I remember. <laughs> Both of my siblings were like, we have to have this. <laughs> and I thought it was They gross. made all kinds of stuff like that back. They had like the, the knife that would go with it too that you could yeah. pump, pump blood into it. It's wild. They had like a chess piece, not necessarily for screen, but Yeah, but it was concept. like skeleton. They, that was all the rage. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I remember those costs like way too much money in my little kid brain too. So it was like unbelievable that any person could buy that. Unattainable. Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> well God, this movie came out in 1982 uh it is directed and written by tommy lee wallace kind of um i say kind of because there was a originally they had uh nigel neal i'm pretty sure it's pronounced neal anyone can correct me i don't care um but <laughs> he uh is mostly a playwright 
like for theater and they had, and he's written other things too, obviously, but they had him write the first draft for this movie. And then they basically totally changed everything uh, between John Carpenter, who did have kind of a hand in this and then Tommy Lee Wallace. So Tommy Lee Wallace gets the, the cred on the, what is it? The credits, I guess. And IMDb, yeah. <laughs> if that <Yep>. matters. Um, <laughs> this movie stars Tom Atkins. <laughs> I have so much to say about the casting of this movie. Uh, Stacey Nelkin and Dan O'Hurley, a, a actual a man from Ireland. Yeah, he's from Ireland. Mm-hmm. So O'Hurley. he knows how to pronounce Sawin. <laughs> Donald <Yeah>. Pleasance. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, though, that it's funny... Say- yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, Tom, Tom Atkins, though, is probably my favorite horror actor. He's incredible. He is in so I love him in this movies. I love him in this movie. And he looks, he looks so <laughs> unlike... It's like a forgotten era of when, like, leading men, they, he just... He looked like your dad, basically. Yes, <laughs> it's what yes. He, he's, he's not some, like, handsome dude. He's got that mustache, that porn mustache he's got. <laughs> yes, I love uh, it. It's just he does not look like... He's not Leo DiCaprio, basically. No, no. I, I, I just love it. I appreciate so much that, you know, even though it, it is like this is a departure. We don't have a final girl, really. We don't have a final girl run like we usually do in these movies. We just have uh, Dan Chalice, the doctor, the good doctor. He's, <laughs> I'm looking at a side-by-side right now here on, this, on my computer, and he... Kind of looks like like a knockoff Tom Selleck. He does look a little bit like Tom Selleck. Yeah. I think it's just the mustache. No offense to Tom Atkins. Tom Atkins, Tom Selleck. Yeah. yeah. The two Toms. I'll take Tom Atkins any day. Honestly, True. same. I'd rather watch any Tom Atkins movie. Yep. It's real. Um, we start this movie with, you know, traditional weird synth. Of course, we have it's very to. very shrill. It's the 80s. We need to. Um. And then, oh, because, wait. what? I was oh, going to say real quick. Budget. Real quick. I'm the worst. Budget, same as it. the previous, 2.5 million, just about. Okay. Um, actually, it was estimated to be about 2.5. Uh, opening weekend was still successful, even though it had a tremendous amount of backlash because of the marketing, a lack of uh, <laughs> good marketing for this movie. Yeah. Uh, was 6.3 million for opening weekend, and the gross... Still at a respectable 14.4, even for the franchise. That's pretty decent. But, yeah. you know, for any movie, I'd say that's that's a pretty big turnaround. So, you know, almost seven times. And for selling a movie profit. that was just ripped apart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For a movie that was just time. ripped apart, too, basically, too. That's 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 pretty good return. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> so they did well. They did well. They did to well. continue, I guess, making more and more of these movies. Yes. <laughs> well, exactly. I mean... They keep being technically successful, even though a lot of people hate them. <laughs> do you think once they get to Halloween, the 31st Halloween movie, they'll do something special? Kind of like oh, God. <laughs> the 13th, uh, Friday the 13th God. movie hasn't come out yet? Uh, <laughs> no. Who knows if that'll ever happen? Man. Yeah, seriously. Jason. 25th, you'll be here before you know it. What, Friday the 13th or? <laughs> Friday, no, no, Halloween the 31st. I don't know if that math works, but perhaps. No, no, I know. I'm just saying sometime <laughs> in the future. Well, it is, it is weird that Halloween 3 comes out literally one year after Halloween 2. Yeah. Which means the script was written. Everything was like yeah. shot 
cast, produced, all that done in one year. <laughs> yeah. Why? How? Which makes it impressive to me, you know. Honestly. As, I, yeah, I mean, as we talk about it more, I am a big fan of this movie. So the fact that they could crank that out in a year or maybe even a little bit less by the time it actually came out is probably pretty impressive. Well, they had to decide on doing a third one too, right? And then decide that it wasn't going to be a Michael Myers movie and then, you know, do what they were going to. But I guess John Carpenter probably, that's probably what he was working on when he wasn't six beers deep on, on every night writing Halloween two, right? (laughs) Just, just hating the whole thing. Just being like, I don't want to do this, but I do want that money. (laughs) Which is fair, man. You gotta get your, gotta get paid. Gotta get that bag. (laughs) As the yeah. kids say, right? Um, sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, Maggie, you would like to start. Is that sure. right? Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, we just jump into this credit sequence. And not only is there wonderful 80s synth music, but there's also, because this movie has to do with, like, electronics, <laughs> the computer age, uh, we got some yep. 8-bit kind of lines it's basically we're just seeing like a bunch of lines on a computer screen orange lines against a black computer screen and eventually it does reveal it's a pumpkin which it's like okay cool so we're sticking with what it has been i like it i dig that and then a bunch of flashing so i don't know if you have epilepsy if you can watch this movie to be really honest there's a lot of flashing in this movie like it's a little (laughs) it's a lot it happens a lot because it's in the commercial almost every time they play it it's a da- dangerous way. Yeah. yeah, it's a dangerous <laughs> way to open the movie. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't think I saw a, a warning either. But anyways, besides the point. Well, I mean, I thought it was kind of nice though. I, I kind of liked how they stuck with the previous uh, intros um, in the same like theme of the jack o' lantern. Yeah. Uh, however, it is a yeah. little misleading Digital. still since they are tying in with the previous uh, intros. True. But still cool. I really liked it. I like the I like the transition into understanding that it was a jack o' lantern. So yeah. Yes. Um, then we get to this very dark road. We get a title screen that says Northern California and that it's Saturday the 23rd, which I always find funny because it's like, oh, so we got we got a while before it's Halloween. Okay, <laughs> we'll get there. Um, we see an older-ish man. I don't know how old he's supposed to be. Maybe in his 50s, 60s. Uh, running from a car, which anytime a car is chasing you, just get off the road. Don't just keep running down the road, bruh. It's not going to work. <laughs> um, he goes into this parking lot of some kind. A little fuzzy on what that's maybe a car lot. I'm not sure. It's like a it's like a mechanic and gas station lot. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, he's hiding behind the car, but we see this car is still coming towards him. And I have to assume at this point, people watching this are like, oh, Michael Myers is in that car. Right? Well, he knows how to drive. He does. It's been yeah, you, yeah, you do see him in at least the first one. So Yeah, he knows how to drive. Somebody taught him. It's a little swanky of a vehicle now, too. For, <laughs> yeah, for, the, time period, for the time period. Um, and then some dork in a suit with very slicked back hair. It is the 80s. All of the... Um, we see a lot of this character in this movie of men with slicked back hair wearing suits. <laughs> it's just like very like uh greed era of the 80s like that's what they're supposed to look like and i really like it actually 
I do too. Yeah, just a whole group of yuppies, basically. A- exactly. Yeah. Yes, that's the word I'm trying to think of. Um, but this guy grabs him. So I don't know if he was running separately or in a different car or what happened. I don't understand what's happening. It's fine. It doesn't matter. But he grabs this man, starts to choke him. Um, the man grabs a chain that's holding a car's, like a block under a car. He pulls that out. So the car very slowly starts coming towards them very slowly. Um, and then it kind of pins the dude who was attacking him to the point that that dude is dead, I guess. And well, in a dramatic fashion too. Yeah. Yeah. He's like his whole body reacts to this like car, just kind of lightly Uh bumping him. Yeah. He's dead. I and I like how the there's so much abrasive synth whenever these people oh, it's um, so good. are are in the shot it's or delicious. like show up or like when they die. It's it's like whoo. It's great. Like, alien technology kind of sound <laughs> to me, I don't know. Exactly. Uh we also see that whoever was driving the car gets out and and watches him and this this older man runs away. This is our opening scene. We don't know who any of these characters are yet. Then the screen says one hour later. <laughs> <laughs> the the title that's just I think for me one of the funniest parts about this movie is the weird decision of the title screens they show of marking the dates and times. Like the time skips or the time yeah. references. Yeah. I kinda like the time like, references of the of the commercial though. That's Side's true. Point. Keeps you on track because it plays 87 but, times in this movie, the commercial. Yeah. But Ben, what it's were you going to so, say? It's so good, though. It's, it it's is. such a good song. I've been singing it all day. Uh, it's been annoying me so much. Mm-hmm. I've been bothering him a lot. <laughs> I keep singing it very say, quietly. It's funny, <laughs> it, that one hour later is just so unnecessary, too, because it, it, you don't really need to know that it's one hour later. It could have been 30 seconds later. It, it all, yeah. it all looks the same anyways. Yeah. It, it, yeah. <laughs> who cares? Like, and I'm not that familiar with towns in California. So for me, <laughs> them well, the being lighting, like, Oh, that's Santa Mira. And they're from here. It's uh, okay. That's fine. Well, the darkness yeah. of the moon really gave uh, away an hour for me. You know, you're right, like you're it right. really, uh-huh. you can really see the difference in the dark nod. We also so don't know what time it is that the movie starts at. So it's not like, oh, and now it's 3 a.m., the witching hour or whatever. <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, like maybe they probably should have just added that. They already had everything else there. Honestly, so. Season true. of the Witch, we got to get the witch in here a little more because we, we can the... talk about that, but where's the witch? <laughs> Um, eh, it's one of the three masks. It's fine. You know, one of the three. Sure. And I guess he's a, we'll get to it. Connell Cochran, is he supposed yeah. to be a witch, a warlock? Who knows? Um, I think Good he point. says he's a warlock. But Does he say that? Yeah. I'm pretty sure in his monologue. Oh, yeah, we'll I missed that we'll completely. It's, okay. it's a long monologue. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it lasts like eight scenes. <laughs> it's okay. Um, <laughs> I love it, though. <laughs> so we go, we're at a um, gas station slash it seems like a mechanic shop um it's very dark we still don't really know what time it is besides that it's an hour after the dark scene from earlier i don't know why this man is here so late and he has all the lights off too he's just watching tv i will say you know and we i was gonna say this but i forgot and now i remembered Mm. you know it's fall because it's you know october 23rd at this point so it could be it could be 4 p.m and it's completely night outside 
It is well, sure. currently, it, it, it's been dark outside here since like, like 5.30. Well, actually, yeah. today it was it was raining, so it got dark at like two. Yeah, it really did. Big it was bummer. Yeah. I was ready for bed. Um, <laughs> so this this mechanic is watching a news channel that is reporting that uh, a rock from Stonehenge has been stolen. <laughs> Why did I miss that? I missed that too, and that's like I mean, it's, a, it's a blink and you miss it. It's a blink it really and you miss is. it kind of thing, though. Like it doesn't come into play until way later. And then way later. Like, Wait, why is Stonehenge? Why is Stonehenge involved? Now? Well, and that's really all they say. The news reports like, oh, and in other news, Stonehenge had one of their rocks stolen. Blah blah blah, and then they move on to another news story immediately after. It's like a one line. Yep. It is really a blink and you miss it kind of deal. And then, of course, we get into our first sweet taste of the silver shamrock ad. Sweet, sweet taste. <laughs> yes. It's, it's a, uh, if people don't know, I'm not going to, no one's going to sing it here because we don't want to hurt your souls. I can do but, it. Um, if you go on YouTube, <laughs> just type in. looking at the mic. <laughs> if you just go on YouTube, type in Silver Shamrock ad, it is to the tune of the London Bridge is Falling Down, which I don't... Three more days of Halloween, Halloween, Okay, Jacob. There you go. Okay, I'm done, I'm done. Yeah, done. I just had to do the little taste. It was perfect, too. You know, that, um, And it's just like a right kid's uh, disembodied head rocking back and forth to the beat, kind of. And then and it flashes with the It's mass. an awesome commercial. The commercial itself is awesome. Yeah. The commercial's great, and it's perfect. Yeah. Do they play it a lot? Yeah, of course they do. I hope they, they sold that, by the way. What do you mean? They should have sold the rights to that and then actually have some company market with that. I don't know. I with think the-, the only reason why they chose London Bridge was because it cost them like no money to have to use like that, you know, the theme of it. That's that what I assume. Sense. But it's also like, why don't you just come up with your own? You got John Carpenter on this project. What, what are we doing yeah. here? Like <laughs> Okay. I mean, I wonder if it's just because it's also, you know, something everyone knows, so you're going to remember it more. Sure. True. We can say that. It's I don't catchy. know if anyone thought about it, but we can say it. Um, and Tommy so, Lee Wallace was actually doing the, the voice of that in that commercial, too. Oh, my cool. God. I forgot that. Yes. Oh, yeah. So the director is the voice in the commercials. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Very soothing radio voice. Oh, man. I forgot that when, I, when we rewatched. Now I'm going to have to rewatch it again and be... and. To keep that in mind. Um, That's fair. Another day. Another day. Another day. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the power goes out. There's a storm. And then this older man from before who is running from these mysterious yuppies um, runs in, grabs the mechanic. Then he collapses on the ground and he just keeps saying, they're coming. Very okay. F- I mean, if I was that mechanic and it was raining outside, I'd that be scared. The shit out of me. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just gripping onto this mask. <laughs> but this mechanic's a good dude because he's like, this person clearly needs help. And he takes him to the hospital. We also, we do see another man in a suit watching them leave. So, you know, this man is still being tracked. It's very unsettling. All of the shots with like the, the men in suits. Just very. Know, cause, especially because you're like, wait, is still. one of those Michael Myers? Maybe it's one of those yeah, men. You're just kind of waiting for like a like a yeah. You're Some just kind of waiting of for a reveal, but yeah. But it, spoiler, but it never comes. Is even Woo-hoo! better. <laughs> yes, <It's> even true. <laughs> better. So our main character slash hero comes into the scene. 
which is at his ex-wife's home. Um, it's not established that that's the ex-wife yet, right? Not yet, but yeah. they clearly hate each other. <laughs> or there's yeah. some just tension going on here, you know? Yeah, just like it, not it's not a great a relationship. Time. Yeah. Um, he Does he come into the house with beer at this point? I can't remember. Or He comes or in with holding his uh, little coat over his head because it's raining. Oh, I don't remember right. if he has anything in his hands, though. If this is, Maybe. if he had beer in his hands, when he was, I'm going to, you know, he might've, he might've had mass and he might've had the beer. And honestly, it's, there was it's beer on so, the, in this whole movie. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. What were we going to say, Ben? No, I was going to say, there's definitely beer somewhere on him. At all times. That's, at, <laughs> in, in every scene. <laughs> it's very necessary. He's a, he's a flawed hero. Oh my God. Is he flawed? <laughs> I think actually, well, because I think he does have the masks because he's like, I got these. And the kids are like, we already have them because they're wearing shit. them currently. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And his 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 ex-wife is uh, the same actress, Nancy Loomis, who played Annie Brackett. And I said this to Jacob when we were watching it. I was like, it's so sad because here I go on my rant. Um, women in this industry, the fact that she played a young teenager four years before this and now she's like middle-aged the old bitch wife that everyone's like she's yeah. nags him the whole movie and it's yeah. clear that we're supposed to not like her but like i and also that's also nancy loomis is um tommy lee wallace's wife she was pregnant during the filming of this movie here's just fun facts i'm just gonna spew at everyone also her last name as her character is nice. loomis a little tip of the hat well no her her right? last name in real life is loomis oh it's just a weird coincidence. This is me trying to connect too many dots again. Yeah, God, it's okay. Golly. It's you know, in the movie, now, her name is Linda. <laughs> I don't know if her last name is still his last name or if she just went back to her maiden name. I don't know their situation. <laughs> okay. uh, commercial comes on Not again. Good, whatever it is. Exactly. Um, and then Tom Atkins. I feel more comfortable calling him that than his character's name. That's fair. I don't know why. His character's name is Dan Chalice. But Tom Atkins. Uh, he has to leave because we. he gets a call. He's a doctor, and I'm assuming he's on call, so he has to leave. His ex-wife's mad that he's leaving again. Blah, blah, blah. They hate each other. Um, so we go to the hospital, and we can see the man in the suit stalking around. We know he's looking for this older guy. He finds him. Oh, wait. I don't want to miss this part. When they're in the hospital, this the older guy wakes up when the commercial comes on. It wakes him up out of his yeah. Uh, I don't know. He I don't know why he's passed out. Unconsciousness. It wakes Terror? him from his unconsciousness. He's unconscious for some reason. Sure. And he says they're going to kill us, all of us. Okay. We don't know <laughs> who you're talking about yet. Suspense. Kind of just. Seems like a normal person who maybe is too drunk. Sure. Right now. This is a great, it is a great shot, though. Uh, I do like that TV in the background. Mm-hmm. I agree. As it Playing play, as it. it plays. And yeah. then yeah. He's, hol- he's holding one of the, he's holding the pumpkin mask. Yeah. And he like won't let it go. And they're like, sir, we're trying to help you. And he's <laughs> freaking out. <laughs> so yeah, I do they- love the cinematography and like most of the attention shots. Or, oh yeah. Like, Dean Cundy ch- was the cinematographer so again, wasn't he? Yeah. 
yeah and yeah, we all know just from that opening him. scene just that opening scene in the in the dark that we were just talking about yeah you can already tell it's gonna look amazing yeah the whole that's movie true. does that's look true. amazing um i think that gives real credibility to it like the movie in general uh and sure. more of the enjoyable factor to it because i mean even if we you know may ream into this a little bit mm-hmm. i still think it's a very fun and good movie i mean like, yeah i love this movie yeah it's no doubt a good movie i think it just gets a bad bad rap from all that but yeah everything about it is super slick it's really fun Agreed. um so we do see um dan kind of, he's kind of flirting with this nurse uh you know grabs her butt totally fine and cool it's the 80s man Do again we want. didn't know if he was divorced yet by the way so oh yeah it is funny at this point we still don't really know that he's divorced from the wife that we were just introduced to so it's like oh and he says i should have married you agnes because she says something about <laughs> baking i don't know it's like oh boy i don't know what's happening here but this is complicated so the man who is wearing the suit man in suit um does find this older man they've been chasing Finally, he finds him in the hospital room. He um, covers his mouth and then takes his little fingies and just like jams them, jams them into his eyes. And what we're told happens is that he breaks his skull in half. Yeah. Like, but like what we see, it looks like he like grabs the bone between like like, the eyes sockets and then like, like breaks it and smashes his head in. Because then you see like the you, you see the cerebral uh, brain fluid come out of his out of the guy's nose, so it's yeah, like it's, eh? it's it's pretty gnarly. It's 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 I mean, intense. It's kind of unexpected, honestly. Yeah, it's it's very shock value. Yeah, it's like oh my god, because I thought he was going to gouge his that, eyes. Yeah, after seeing that slow mo, barely getting crushed by the car, and then you go straight to that. It's like oh yeah. okay oh. So we are doing things here. Got it. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It gets pretty Um, gory too for one of the kills in specific. Yeah. So he kills this guy, obviously. He's not going to live through that. Um, Then the nurse, whose name is Agnes, she comes in and she's like, what are you doing here? She sees that this man is dead. So she starts screaming, runs and goes into the hallway. She's like, freaking out she doesn't even say what happened dan's just like walking he's like what's going on and he's just she says like oh that man that man it just points to him so then he's like okay i'll go get him i i don't know know what that man just did he killed him or something it's fine a shock i guess but but his reaction's a little weird where it's like he's running after this patient and i i guess the i I, maybe this is well excuse me this person who could be a a patient or be like a trespasser or like he doesn't i don't think the i don't think dan at this point would be like oh that person just murdered someone <laughs> in the hospital but I, I i don't know right maybe that's a bias per, um audience perspective i don't know well and uh this is where so that the, he follows this man out into the parking lot like is chasing him the man in the suit goes into his car pulls out a little tank of gasoline pours the gasoline on himself sets himself on fire explodes himself the car in the hospital parking lot boom gone rip and we Which we don't know that such a oh sorry yeah, you go ben the, no sorry i i was just like just that that image of him pouring that on himself is also so unexpected it's just that You're entire like, scene happening? is super tense 
and and it's disturbing just seeing him emotionlessly pour that gasoline on himself and light himself on fire. Yeah, I really appreciate the acting of all the spoiler. No, no. What? You don't want me to spoil it yet? Uh Uh-uh, no. What, like someone's listening to this and they're like, oh, I don't want to be spoiled until 20 more minutes. Yeah, yeah, fine. (laughs) It's fine. They're robots. Ah, Robots. Wow, there's robots in this video. They're yuppie robots. They're yuppie robots. That's how they were designed. But if you're watching this for the first time and you don't know this, like, and you don't know anything about, you know, Season of the Witch, Halloween 3, uh, like you said, Ben, it's unsettling that this person's just like lighting them, like Killing pouring themselves. gas on. Yeah, just pouring gas on himself. Very yeah. Yeah. still face, just nonchalant even, and just lighting a match and just boom, dead. Like well, you that's might think, crazy. Yeah, done. It's like a a sacrificial thing because we're dealing with witches or whatever. Sawin. We're dealing with Sawin. Yep. But it's not. I mean, it is in the end. Whatever. So the next part is um, Dan calling his ex-wife. <sighs> he clearly hates her so much. It's so funny. Yeah. Um, he calls her to tell her like, hey, I'm not going to be back to get the kids, whatever. So she's yelling at him on the phone. He literally does not listen to what she says. He holds the phone down for a little bit and he g- turns to the, the, I think it's a firefighter who's there cleaning up, helping clean up the scene. And he's like, oh, my ex-wife. <laughs> ah, the big reason there. <laughs> Um, because she's fed up. Because he, it's it's clear that there is a pattern here of him promising to take care of his own children, and he does not do that. Yeah, because he's an alcoholic. Have we said that well, yet? And you what? know he's used the excuse. You know he's oh, yeah. used the someone just died excuse at the at the hospital. Many oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, and he doesn't he doesn't say it very clearly on the phone either. He's not like no. Someone came in here and murdered someone. He's like, yeah, two people died. Yeah. She's like, yeah, you work yeah, at a hospital. Tell him, yeah. Tell him the guy lit himself on fire at least. Yeah. yeah. So she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> details. Yeah. One person was murdered and the other one killed themselves with gasoline. Like, it's, make it interesting to be convincing, like, at the very least, <laughs> yeah. you know? Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <sighs> so next, our next title card lets us know it is Sunday the 24th. Ha-ha. Moving on up. Um, we are introduced to Ellie, who is the daughter of this man who was just murdered. Uh, she, I, seems like she's there to maybe identify that that is indeed who yeah. is the dead body. Mm-hmm. Um, the cop is like, oh, the guy who killed him was probably on drugs. Sure. I don't know what other explanation in, a, in the normal world would cover what just happened here. That's fair. Yeah. Reasonable explanation. Um, then there's this scene where Dan's walking down the hallway. He sees her crying. They like make intense eye contact and then he walks away. Love it. It's Love there. The tension is all, it's just mm, instantly. <laughs> yeah, um, it's it's and the Dan Chalice effect. It's the Dan Chalice effect. Cause apparently he just, every woman in this town is in love with him. Cause next he goes from, Okay, grabbed this woman's ass earlier. Then nurse's ass. Excuse me, this, nurse Agnes. Nurse Agnes's ass. And then he has this like intense eye contact moment with this Child. very, very young woman. She is very young. 
She's 23, by the way. She's 23 uh, when they filmed this movie. Tommy Atkins is 47. Just want all of us to know this and keep this in mind. It's a really the age thing. difference is the Intense. age difference is greater than her literal age. Bummer. And it's very obvious too. It's not one of those yeah. movie magic things. Where it's like, oh, they look about the same age. No, he 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 looks. He looks his age, and she looks age. younger than she. He looks is. like her dad. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. But so after they have their intense eye contact, um, he goes to the coroner's office, which is in the hospital. Sure. Eh, whatever. Uh, small, maybe it's a small town. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and he talks to the coroner's assistant and he's like, hey, can you like, he's basically saying, will you rush this, figure out what's happening? Because like, this is really bothering me. And she's like, well, I can only do what I'm allowed because I'm the assistant. I can't make all the decisions. And then he uh, puts his arm around her and they kiss. <laughs> Just get it. Man, you're, you're right, Ben. Like the every Dan woman effect. in this movie. He's ir- it's the mustache. You know, it's, it's the mustache. It's irresistible. <laughs> um, now Dan is... We suddenly cut to... Dan is at a bar by himself. And there's, a, uh, there's something on TV. I don't know. It's like, it sounds like a kid's show and then they switch channels and it's a commercial for an airing of Halloween. Oh, no, no, it's not that one. Meta. Halloween. Um, And then stay tuned after for the big giveaway and they play this Silver Shamrock commercial. I was a little early on it, but yeah. That's the whole thing with this Silver Shamrock commercial. It's advertising not only the masks, but on Halloween night at 9 p.m. they're going to do some big giveaway. So you need to go and sit in front of a TV with your mask on and, and yeah. maybe win something somehow. We don't know what it is. doesn't matter because he doesn't have to deliver on that promise. No. No. Not There's if no they're dead. Um, <laughs> then we have the wonderful line of when, because Dan's like, can you turn that off? Because he's annoyed by the commercial. Yeah, I have cats swarming. There was right a now. Nathan. I saw yeah, the he's, face. He's creeping around. <laughs> Sir, it is not time for attention. <laughs> um, oh, look at him. I love the bar owner. Yeah, I got, heard what? a silent meow. Oh, yeah. Good. That's yeah. Little yeah. baby. Listen um, back if you didn't hear it. The bartender asks, when, when Dan says, will you change this commercial because it's annoying? Uh, the bartender is like, don't you have any Halloween spirit? Which I'm like, Does, has anyone ever said that before? Yeah. Small no. towns, yes. I Halloween come from spirit. Yeah. All right, Jacob. I come from a small town. It was a village when I first was growing up, and then it became a town. Good for you. Yeah, but I can I can verify yeah, that, that that is the saying that was said. That that guy he just does he doesn't look like he's enjoying his life at the time though. That bartender, <laughs> if you're watching that scene, so it's like him saying that. It's like, why do you care? Do you have Halloween spirit <laughs> for this to, yeah, commercial? Yeah, to get out of there. Yeah. So um, Ellie comes into the bar. She kind of reintroduces herself and she's like, Yeah, the nurses told me you'd be here. (laughs) It's like, Oh, woof. (laughs) Everybody knows that you're at the bar if you're not at work. That's a big red flag. Um, She asks him if, like, Hey, did my dad say anything to you before he died? And first he lies and says, Like, Oh, he said, I love my daughter, Ellie. Which Tell my daughter I loved her. Sweet. Something sure. like that. Something like that. Uh, but she knows he's lying. 
Because most people don't have something quite so poetic to say before they die. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if they were murdered. <laughs> Doesn't really make sense. They didn't know. Yeah. Um, and, but he's like, no, actually, this is really bothering me. What he said was, like, they're coming to kill all of us. And he gets very serious. And he's like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Well, he says, what the hell? That's me. Ah. I'm so sorry. We don't swear. That's not true. I can't control my mouth. Um, <laughs> it's it's sometimes a problem. But, um, so basically, like, they both are like, we want to figure out what's what happened, what's going on. So, she takes Dan to her dad's, it's like a little toy shop. It looks like they sell, like, um, kind of like a magician shop almost. It has, like, a bunch of tricks, gags, like, those kind of toys. And then it, he sells the Halloween masks there. Um, and she's basically gone through his uh, daily planner and has figured out where he has been, where he was going, trying to figure out what happened to him. So she's basically uh, settled down a little time period in which when he went to go pick up the next shipment of these masks, some, like, something must have happened at, after this or because he never showed up for his next whatever. He had like some meeting with someone. He never showed up. Great. So... That makes Dan decide he's going to go on an adventure with this extremely young girl. And don't worry, he has a six-pack of Miller High Life for the road. Hell yeah. Right. That, is my, that might be one of my favorite scenes in that movie, just because he's, he's calling his wife, or yes. his ex-wife, whatever she is, right? Yes. <laughs> and he's just, like, blowing her off so quickly on the phone. And then just, just that shot of him snagging the six-pack off Grabbing the top it. of the payphone is so, it is so funny. Like, not even supposed to be funny, I don't think. No, but it I don't is, think so. Seriously, it just tells you everything about his character right there. It is burned yes. into my head from this movie. When I think of this movie, I do think specifically of the scene. Because he's on a payphone yeah. with a six-pack of beer on the top of it. It's is great. this the one where like, he, like, right, snatches it? He's like, let me just get off my phone. Yeah, hold on. Hang up on my bitch ex-wife. Let me grab these beers and go <laughs> yeah. on a trip with a very young lady. Yeah, because he snatches yeah. the beer off the payphone, and he runs over yep. to the car in the middle of the road that the yep. young girl is driving, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. What a character, man. What a character. It's, it's great. <laughs> So we have at at some point we ha- we know that even though they have been holding our hand by showing us title cards of what day it is at this point it's been multiple days because her dad's funeral has happened we know that Dan attended this funeral a lot of things has happened because now we get the commercial saying two more days till Halloween haha so, so it's we now have the five 29th. there's a cat meowing behind you now Jacob. It's a little, a, it's a little spice to the podcast. He's drinking water, so he has to. So what we've decided, I can, I'm going to point my finger here properly. There we go. Here it is. There you go. Um, when he yells like that, we know that he's drinking water because he there's a always specific, does that. Always does that, and we are convinced to saying that he's just yelling the ghosts out of the water. Don't know why we started saying that. I think it's because <laughs> nope. there was some joke about old time doctors. Like getting the ghosts out of your blood. Oh yeah, that's right. So we were like, <laughs> "Oh wow, something that to is... do with that." <laughs> no, that it's sounds fine. terrifying. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I also don't like to miss ghosts in our house because I am terrified because our house is a hundred years old. Hundred one. Come on. Hundred one. Yeah. Happy birthday, house. But um, <laughs> I'm worried if I talk about it too much, then we're gonna have some kind of shenanigans going on in our household that nah, we're not we're chill with them. Prepared sure. for. So anyway, 
So now they're driving to this town where this fa- the, the Silver Shamrock factory is. Uh, we get some great ADR to help us understand what's going on, which is basically just establishing, oh, yeah, this is a small town where um, a big Irish, like first-generation Irish settlement basically has sprung up. And there's not much in this town besides one motel, a gas station, and then this factory. And and a, and a church. Saw the church. Okay, and there's a church. Well, yeah, they're mm-hmm. Irish. They're probably Catholic, right? Uh, probably. Yeah. But I know Irish people because I am one. No, they're Celtic, um, right? Because that's what Samhain is. Um, Celtic is. I mean, I yeah, guess that, you could the, say you're a pagan if you're following that religion, but I'm. I'm. It's a little different. Ben, what were you gonna say? Yeah. I was gonna say the church has to be a front. Maybe the people that actually live there, but. Cochran and all his robots he's got going on, as we'll talk about later, is definitely he's definitely not a Catholic. Oh no. yeah, oh, oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's like um, some moon creature. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um. So while they're driving to the factory, Dan is like, "We don't have a plan. We need to have a plan before we just walk into this place." Great. So they decide they're gonna go to this. Um, Little motel. They're going to pretend that they're there to buy some masks from the factory. Good plan. Honest. Like that, that makes sense to me. Uh, the motel is connected to a gas station. So it's like the same person who's going to check them in is also helping them with gas. Um, he is a very heavy Irish brogue. It's great. Irish brogue. Is that uh, yes. Oh, I love that. Um, that's cool so they pretend they're husband and wife and dan tells ellie hey distract this guy for a minute basically and he runs around to go to the front desk where he looks through the guest check-in um because they have like you know the old school basically guest book where that term comes from uh where people wrote down their information so you knew who was going who's checking in and out of the hotel instead of you know a computer so that he sees that her dad had checked in a few days ago and stayed there. So they know they're on the right path. Then we get the weird scene of Ellie is with this uh, motel owner and we see this car driving by incredibly slowly. I always think that this is where we're going to be introduced to this character, but we're not. <laughs> it's like, he's like, oh, there's mm-hmm. Mr. Cochran. And they all turn and wave at the car and the car just very slowly keeps going. The right. shadiest car I've seen. Oh yeah. yeah, it's super sketchy. It's like trying to make him seem menacing, yeah. I guess. Or it, it it's the classic, you know, slow car. Something's off about this guy. This exactly. Shot is basically what that is. It's like, uh oh, and hella tinted windows. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. Then rolls up this uh terrible family, <laughs> um, the Cupfer family who are yeah. also people who buy and sell these masks. Um, they come up and then uh, Marge Gutman also rolls up and she comes out of her car and she immediately establishes she is mad because they screwed up her order. She is announcing it to the world. Great. So now we know these are all our players. Our uh, next One thing is, I want to say about this scene though that I also love is uh that little kid on the bicycle when the mom shouts at him don't don't 
don't go in the street or whatever, and he just flips her off and <laughs> just, keeps, just keeps biking away. Uh, <laughs> it's so good because she, yeah, that's she, just like, the icing on the cake of like how terrible they are. Yeah, <laughs> uh-huh. yep. they're very loud and uh, not they're East pleasant. Coast. Excuse me, West Coast, whatever. I thought they were supposed San to be Diego. from the Midwest. No, they're from San Diego. Right? That's what they said? I don't know. Sure. It's them or the uh, that other character you mentioned. I forgot her name. Marge. Um, yeah. I think Marge is from San Francisco. Oh. Is that what you're thinking of? Maybe. It yeah. doesn't uh, really matter. I don't know anymore. I wrote down San Diego. I, I'm, I'm San Diego. Yeah. So the next scene is... Um, one of my favorite scenes of all time, probably, where, so Dan and Ellie are in this hotel room. Ellie's like, all right, let's make a plan. Let's do this. Let's do that. And Dan's like, whoa, slow down. I need a drink. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, and then it's they're kind of talking. 5 p.m. And he's like, how, sh- how, how do we want to do this? Like, do you want me to, I can get another room? And she's like, no, that'll be sketchy. And he's like, okay, well, I can sleep on the floor. Or actually, I can just go sleep in the car. It's probably more comfortable. And then they, there's been, like, no sexual tension between these two characters whatsoever. And then she says, I don't know. Where do you want to sleep, Dr. Chalice? And he says, well, that's a stupid question. <laughs> it is so over the – it is so, like, soap opera-esque that it's, it's – It's perfect. It's so comical. Even, like, the, yeah. the way they're standing, it's just oh. – Yeah, because she's, like, sitting, looking behind behind her shoulder, and he's in the background. It's It's very – Honestly, watch the scene for that, or watch this movie for that scene because it's it's yeah. amazing. And they've known each other for five minutes. <laughs> yeah, so. like you said, there's there's been no other than that the glance at mm-hmm. the hospital. There's been no, there's been nothing to establish any sort of chemistry. No, at this point, it's not like they were being flirty in the car or at his shop. Nothing because they've had no. you know a decent amount of scenes together before this. Yeah, they it all seems very much like we are focused on figuring this out and then all of a sudden it's they didn't have enough time in the movie to uh establish that so they just had explaining with them and then they're like listen we gotta make them have that sexual tension okay that component's missing from this movie we gotta cram it in okay done did it uh then we get the weird complete voice announcements throughout the town that announce that it is 6 p.m it is now curfew please go home and do all your activities inside 6 p.m. 6 p.m. curfew in this town. Which is, Maggie, you might know this uh, if you if it's in that book or anything like that, Jacob. I know I what know. you're gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Jamie Lee Curtis is doing that voice, which is super cool. Yes, she does. So yeah. she's like in basically every movie, technically. Really? Love yeah. That. I love that. I love her so much. Um, yeah. But yeah, her she does the voiceover for the curfew, and she's also the sound, or she does the when he's trying to call later in the movie to be like call 911 basically she's the information operator that's like oh, your number cannot cool. be reached I didn't know that. yeah she plays she does both hmm. talented lady um but i guess the liquor store is still open yeah that doesn't make any sense at all it's the only store maybe for emergencies but like I- my alcohol emergency it's very important it's so, past 5 p.m again like i'm saying Dan yeah. needs to buy liquor because he, I guess, went through his six-pack of Miller High Life. When? Oh. In the car? Oh, easily on the car trip over there. He, he He's like, those. you're driving. <laughs> I got this. 
I don't think he would have even, I don't think he would have cared if he was driving. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> and then we get this like random drunk man who appears to perhaps be homeless or houseless. Um, and he's at, like, hey, it looks like your drink's pretty heavy. Like, do you want to let me have a drink? And Dan's like, sure, whatever. And so he's trying to kind of trying to talk to this guy and get some information about like what's going on in this town. How is it? And this guy clearly has a big issue with uh, Connell Cochran because he applied for a job at the factory and he was denied. So without knowing where this movie is going, it does seem like this man just has a a grudge (laughs) because he didn't get a job. Um, And then he says he's hearing rumors that it's the last Halloween for this factory. He's hearing about bad stuff going on inside. And then when Dan's like, can you elaborate on bad stuff? Or like, what are you talking about? And then the man's just like, oh, I'm going to take Molotov cocktails and burn the two of the ground. <laughs> <laughs> and he also points out like, they're watching you all the time. Cause there's literally in this small town, there's like big old cameras on like every <sighs> corner. Like watching government grade high secu- like high funded Spooky. security cameras for the eighties, like kind of security yeah, cameras. 80s. They very much so stand out from like the rest of the town's aesthetic. I I wanted to point that out when they first got to town, but still. Yeah. So Dan's like, all right, this guy's kind of walking away from him. He's like, all right, I'm not gonna get more out of this. So Dan leaves. Uh we kind of follow this drunk guy because more suit men come and uh, attack him. They, they just kind of grab him and then rip his head clean off. Just decapitation by ripping it, it off. It looks great. I think the effects so really good. Yeah. It's, it's also the lighting because it's not like super brightly lit. So it, the way it's just the contrast of that scene, it just looks really cool. And we've already mentioned that the robots at this at this point. But in the movie, if you're watching for the first time, you're still wondering, like, geez, how are these guys this strong? They can just rip this dude's yeah, head like, clean what's off. happening? Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah, we have it's no idea It's not that happening. easy to rip a head off. I'm almost positive. I wouldn't know. I haven't tried, but, like, still. Never tried. <laughs> All right. Not planning I can. It. I can just imagine, though. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so then... I- we get. I, I just wanted to say real oh, quick. Go for it. Go for I wanted to say and also kind of go along with the same thing for you, Ben. It's the same comment. I was just going to say the silhouette of like the three figures and the decapitation, it looks and then really the good. and then the like at the very end when they uh, go back to them after they like rip off the head off. There's like a spurt of blood and then it falls on the ground. And I was yeah. just like, it looks. Good. I was like, that looks good. It's, it's the spurt of blood uh, in like that dark lighting. That yeah, it look really cool and effective. sells it. I agree. Very well shot. So next yeah. we get Dean knows what he's doing. He really yes, does. Sir. Well, we've we talked about some of his credits in in the last episode. <gasps> um, he's a king among who, men. Who? Oh no! Yes. I forgot who we said was our best friend from the previous from Friday Thirteenth. Uh, Harry Manfredini. This is our new best friend. Dean Cundy's Dean our Cundy. new best friend for. He's the our new best friend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. Um, Manfredini, you're out. I wish he was our friend. That'd be so cool. <laughs> um, so next we have Marge kind of scares Ellie with the car horn for some reason. Ellie's outside of the motel hanging out for some reason again. Don't know what's happening. Very weird. Um, and Marge just like immediately starts talking to her like kind of because she thinks that Ellie because Ellie sort of 
implies slash says that she's also there to buy masks. So Marge is like, oh, yeah, like, let me tell you all about my shop. Oh, I have so many complaints about this company. They once they went corporate and like are selling all over the country. They don't care about the little man anymore. And she's like, oh, and just FYI, there's some shitty craftsmanship on these masks. Look, their little label fell off when my kid was throwing it against the wall. <laughs> A lot of red flags here with Marge. Um, yeah. That's Why fine. is your kid not with you? Hmm? Well. Down to center, maybe. Or maybe the dad is taking care of his own child. You don't know if she's single. Single mother. Why are you assuming that about Marge? Well, Marge tells you that. <laughs> I, I don't know, honestly. Yeah, let, let's dissect this a little bit, Jacob. Come on. Yeah, I'm a little interested. <laughs> a little interested. <laughs> Listen, why did you think the way that you thought, huh? Jacob, what do you have against women? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I'm trapping you now. <laughs> that's not a trap. That's a straight up accusation. I know. Um, <laughs> So now comes what I feel is the grossest moment of the movie, despite all the bugs and snakes. Um, Ellie gets out of the shower, and then she picks up the old motel blanket oh, and wraps yeah. her, like, naked body in an old motel blanket. Was it old? Ugh. Look at that you motel. You said that. Well, Look at yeah. that motel. I don't know, though. I feel like eh, they you probably You know how many people have slept there? I, I think it's You gross. don't use motel? To me? Motel towels? It's not even... It's not even just the that aspect of it. It's the fact that she's still soaking wet. I couldn't yeah. imagine True. putting clothes on, or even if it's just a blanket, while being soaking wet. True. Yeah. Clearly, it was just a scene to show her somewhat naked. Sort of I mean, like clearly. Uh, yeah, we that, can kind of see the silhouette of a boob. Has no purpose. Yeah. Well, yeah. we had to, we no had to know really why. We had to know why Dan was going to see her in just a bath towel. We couldn't just show that, you know. Yeah. Well, she's not wearing a bath towel when you buy her. Um, I thought she. I thought he was. I thought so he then, just like sees her and then she changes. I Anyways, know. it doesn't matter. Dan calls his um, coroner girlfriend and is asking like, "Is there any update?" And she's like, "Oh, someone must have switched the like." She says envelopes. Is that how they like take care of humans' bodies if they burn? Put them in envelopes. I'm not sure, but um. She said they must have gotten switched up because all of the things she's sifting through is just like plastic and metal. It's not, they can't identify who this was because it's, there's no human parts in this. So he goes back to the hotel after this phone call and Ellie is wearing lingerie that she packed. Why? She was going to her dad's funeral. Well, I don't know if that was the same day as the funeral, but. But I don't think she went home and packed and then went on She just on has lingerie trip. on her at all times. Yeah. You never know. <laughs> yeah, you never, you never know when you're going to need it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> She's resourceful. Find a suitor along the way. Why not? So they have sex. There's not really a sex scene. It's just kind of we know it's about to happen and then we see post-coital cuddling. Um, and the commercial uh, is on the radio now. And he gets annoyed and he turns yep. it off. And then we get the awful part of she's trying to start things up again. It sort of seems like maybe he's too tired because he's more than double her age. Um, but then he's like, oh, but how old are you? Which is like, too oh, late to ask that, oh, bro. It's Too late to ask that. It's the worst. It's I don't know why they kept that in the movie because I feel like even for 
back then. It's like, why, why include? You're pointing that? out the problem. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, and she does not tell us her age. I guess. I mean, that's no, she doesn't. I did. What is even her response to that? Uh, she older says, than I I'm, look. Yeah. She says, I'm older than I look. Oh my God. That's what a 16 year old says yeah. or like a 17 year old trying to buy alcohol. Okay. It's not what some older than I look. Yeah. That's Ooh. oof. 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 So next we get Marge, who is um, messing around kind of with the the label that fell off of the mask. And it has like a microchip kind of looking thing in the back of it. And she's like, what's this? Um, so, you know, as it happens, you know, she takes a hairpin, she's messing with it. And dang, lasers Casually. in her face. Casual. Yeah. Right in her yep. face. Don't you hate when that happens? You're keeps just happening. messing around with a little microchip or whatever's going on yeah. back there, circuit board, and then... Laser in your mouth. Blows your mouth yep. open, fries your eyeballs, and, and then converts your out. insides to uh, bugs, bugs and snakes. Whoops. Damn. Um, I, I hate will when say that happens. This, this... Her exploded face with the bugs coming out of it, and she's still alive at this point. Wait, is um, she? Horrifying. Wait, she's alive? Yeah. yeah, she's still moving. What? I thought she died. Yeah, she like, she's kind of like making a subtle, she's kind of making like a subtle sound too that's kind of disturbing Yes, too. extremely. It's like, or maybe it's like the shivering that she's doing with it. I don't know. Something Ooh. very disturbing. About I, thought, I thought that was just going to be like muscle spasms after death because that is a thing that happens even when you're dead. So I was, I was just like, oh, she's dead. But my God, if she's not dead there, that's, I mean, that's, First, okay, I'm just going to spoil it now. That's also my favorite kill because of the practical like makeup afterwards. It looks so good. It's and so spooky. good. Yeah, it's terrifying. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting and terrifying. And yeah, that's all. It, it looks just like what happens. And, uh, just the us. fact that they double down. Yeah, and the fact that they double down with the bugs coming out of it. It's like, it's already bad enough. And then you see <sighs> a spider crawl out of her mouth. <laughs> Gross. It's the worst. It I think it was like a bee. Or something. I, yeah, it was a weird. I, I didn't. Like I don't want to si- think about it. It's like a six-legged, <laughs> two-section like body. Big. Yeah, chunky. it was like two inches long, Ugh. and it was like slimy and chunky. And I was like, ah, no yeah, chunky agreed. bugs, please. In my what about life. June bugs. What about June bugs? Don't even talk to me about June <laughs> bugs. I hate them so much. I hate June bugs. He's picking uh. on me. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I hate them because they're very fat and they're dumb and they like fly at your face, hit you in the face and I have very, very long hair and they get caught in my hair and it just ruins everything. The first thing oh. she yells when they come near her, she's like, they're stupid, fat, and chunky. <laughs> they are. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so embarrassing. Um, so it's, it's very fun. Instead of an... Well, I don't know like if someone hears something or how they're... I mean, I guess how they're alerted is they know a microchip went off, but a weird van pulls up instead of like an ambulance. It's it's a unmarked white van, um, and some more uh, emotionless men come and take her away. And Dan and Ellie come outside, and Dan's like, "I'm a doctor. Like, do you need help?" But now we finally get to meet Connell Cochran, and he's like, "No." We're going to take her to the hospital inside of our factory. We have state-of-the-art medical, like emergency medical technology or some shit, which is like, 
Also, okay. I didn't think about this until just now, actually. But they, he says there's state-of-the-art technology there. Sure. But then later, they're like, oh, yeah, we flew her to a hospital. Well, yeah. So it's like, oh, they, so you don't have state-of-the-art technology well, there, huh? that's not necessary. I mean, it could be like a... I don't know why we're getting semantics of this because it's, he doesn't have a hospital there. She dies. But um, <laughs> like, it doesn't really matter. But I think what they're trying to say is it's like a, it's just like a trauma unit, but then sure, she yeah. probably needs surgery to fix her face. So they send her it's away. pretty messed up. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, there's no way. I've never had lasers shot into my face and bugs come <laughs> out, but I don't think that's something Wait. you live through. I thought that's something no. that happens to everybody though. You're right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so next we are at Saturday, the 30th. We're getting there. It's almost Halloween. It's almost what you came here for. <laughs> yeah. Um, so now uh, we, we're talking to coroner girlfriend again. Um, she's saying like, okay, now I have what's supposed to be the right stuff, but I can't find anything here to indicate that there was ever a human body here. I don't understand what's happening. And then he's like, forget about that. Do some research on Connell Cochran, which I'm like, do research. That's not her what where is she gonna do research is he asking her to like go to the library and look through microfiche like <laughs> yeah that's not her job and she's basically just like yeah sure but you have to take me out to dinner and he's like i'll always take you out to dinner it's yep. like what, the, God, what? He, i thought you're with you ellie have now to reinforce, yeah you have they have to continue to reinforce you know his prowess his sexual prowess basically <laughs> his, uh, <laughs> yeah. wily ways um, irresistible dan so now yeah. they arrive finally at this factory and they're talking to the front desk person, just asking like, do you, Hey, my dad was here picking up an order. Do you remember talking to him? And she's like, no, but this person might, it's just, you know, a long scene of that. And basically the person who helped him with his order does remember him. And they're like, Oh yeah, he picked it up. And then I, he headed North, which is like the least very helpful specific. information. It's very specific for just a customer, by the way. But anyway, remember that? Yeah. It's, but whatever. I mean, sure. Um, and then the awful family from earlier, the Kupfers, um, arrive at the factory as well because apparently Buddy Kupfer, who owns the store that sells these masks, has sold more masks than anyone else in the entire country. So he's getting like this fun tour of the factory with his family. Great. Um, want to point out for anyone who's watching this, his wife's dress is bananas. It is. It's the craziest <laughs> dress I've ever seen. It's like sh- sheer almost and lots of uh, lace and frills. It's Watch this movie just for that dress, honestly, because I've never seen anything like it. Um, and Connell Cochran also lets uh, Dan and Ellie know, like, oh, thanks for being so concerned for Marge. She's going to be just fine. We flew her out to, to the other hospital for whatever. Great. So, and then also Cochrane is going to go ahead and give them a secondary order for free because he's very generous and everyone applauds him, literally. Yeah, the applause, yeah. They just, he's the like, entire... for free, aha! And he like lifts his arms and everyone's like, yay! Yeah, it's, it's great. Like, oh, we're not just clapping because you own this building and you're the CEO. <laughs> and you've also <laughs> yeah. uh, created most of us. How, how many people do we think in this factory are, I can't tell how many are human and how many are robots? Like, is that front desk like, lady a robot or is she a human? 
I know. I always thought about that too. I wonder if they like those are the only real people just because they're like the front facing and then everyone behind the scenes. Maybe. I don't know. It's they at least well, act more normal. Well, but okay, yeah, so the the who we're thinking is unhoused person who died by decapitation by bare hands earlier. Uh-huh. He did say that when they moved here, they only took he only hired people from uh he brought everybody in. But so, I don't know if that's just the factory workers or if true. that's the entire staff. If it's the entire staff, I was just saying from a logistical point of view, he had to do so much shit. Like Cochrane? Yeah, like thought-wise, like you got to do so much programming of these things and like the there's yeah, just he has a shit to ton do of, all like, their jobs for them. Stuff. Like that's crazy. Well, he has to teach all of them how to do their own job. Like how much autonomy how many- do they have to to perform their own tasks? We're nitpicking here, but I'm like, true. man, I guess, yeah. Once you, once we get to it later, no spoilers, even though we've spoiled a few things already. <laughs> but there's a a layer, so to say, which is very advanced. So I don't know. Something tells me he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Absolutely. true. You're you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um. So they get a little tour of the factory. Not too much stuff happens here, plot wise. Besides, I mean, they. They're also like, oh, yeah, Connell Cochran also manufactures all these gag toys. He's a legend. He's amazing. We all love him. I guess they gave him the one, like, a mask to the kid. Yeah, they gave it. They gave one of the masks, one of the uh, masks that went through final processing. They're very Um, heavy on this one. This one, you can't have this one because that one has not gone through final processing. But this one has gone through final processing. So you can have that one. Spooky. Mm -hmm. Um. Then they're like kind of outside the factory. I don't know if they're just like watching shipments go into trucks or something. I don't know what part of the factory tour this is. But Dan notices a bunch of these weird men in suits kind of hovering around and they're staring. And he's like, that looks a lot like the guy who killed your dad. I think maybe we need to peace out of here. Um, It's very unsettling. Yes. They're very quickly walking away. And as they're walking away... um, Ellie turns at one of the like garage shed things that are around this factory and she sees her dad's car and she runs up immediately, but they won't let her in. She also does not say anything. Like she's not like, that's my dad's car. Why can't I see? Like she just, they just have a more impactful looking at each other. I mean, I would probably not utter that's my dad's car when he was murdered and Iris's car. Well, you don't know he's murdered. Well, yeah, actually, no, you did. Never mind. He got murdered. Duh. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I probably wouldn't do that because, like, why would they have his car? Why wouldn't they give it back if they weren't involved with his murder of some sort? Yeah. You know? So. Well, and at this point, know. Dan is like, okay, got to call cops. So he goes and finds a phone, but he can't call out for emergency. That's not a That's not an ability that the phones in this town have. No. There's one thing though about that. Isn't this the scene where he he does he goes above police too? Doesn't he fly? <laughs> they like run into the motel room. He's like, We're, we got to call the military. Oh yeah, he's like <laughs> the like, marines. Goes way over the top. Yeah, marines. <laughs> That's right. It's like whoa. Okay. All right. Um, like yeah, he they have that wow. conversation. Then he goes and makes this phone call to. I'm assuming he's trying to call nine one one, but he's going through the information operator. And that it just keeps telling him you can't do this, you can't dial this number, yeah. it doesn't work. So he goes it's back. Jamie Lee the, Curtis. 
Jamie Lee Curtis tells him this isn't going to work. That's right. So he goes back into the motel. Ellie's not in there anymore. Um, this is a weird moment for me because we know, notice Ellie's not there, but he doesn't really say anything yet yeah. that he knows that Ellie's gone. So it's like, where did Ellie go? It's weird. Yeah. But um, they kick down these, the, the men in suits come, they kick down the door of the motel. Um, Which shouldn't they have the key because they own the whole town, by the way. So it does feel like, well, I guess there's no one left in the motel that would care, would care. Fair. Right. They could make it less suspicious if they just kind of opened it up and took him, but they kick it down. I guess it, I guess it doesn't matter considering the next like morning, excuse me, the next day is, it's Halloween at this point or yeah, it is right. Do they ever Uh, have a title card that says it's Halloween? Yeah, they do. Like I just can't remember what scene it's, isn't it when all the kids are like the montage of kids? Oh, you're right. Yeah. But when is that? Not till after. I'll, I I'll, I have it in my yeah. notes. Okay. At some okay. point. Okay. So. They don't care, basically, Dan, is what I'm saying, because they're yeah. going to be outed the next day anyway. So it doesn't That's matter. That's true. And kicking down a door looks way cooler in a movie. It, so. oh, it true. true. True, true, true. It's much scarier. <laughs> they just unlock yep. it. Um, <laughs> Dan runs away from them. He is able to make his way back to the factory, I guess. Um. And you see there's cameras everywhere and he like notices one and hides from it. Not well, but he does. He tries. Yeah. Um, he is like running through the factory. He notices that there's a door that's marked private. So he's like going to try and go in there, goes in there. He finds this old lady um, knitting and he's like, where's the girl? That's all he says to her. Why would this woman know? Well, yeah. What if she has no idea? She's just some old lady knitting. Yeah. Maybe some his mom. Like who knows? <laughs> But um, yeah, she's just minding her own business in the dark, you know. Yeah, it, <laughs> getting in the dark as you do. Uncanny, uncanny valley. Yeah, this okay? this uncanny yeah. valley for sure. Oh my um, god, it was very creepy, especially with the lighting. Again, Dean Cundy, fantastic. Yep, it's terrifying. Yep. Yeah. Um, and he yep. he he says, "Where's the girl?" He goes up to this old woman and starts shaking her. <laughs> Where's the girl, <laughs> dude? And um. Of course, her head falls off. Whoops. Holy shit. My bad. Heads do come off pretty easy, I guess. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so he's obviously horrified at this. And then he looks and sees all the moving parts inside of this. Kind of sees the hands still moving in the knitting pattern, but without the actual things in place. And he's like, what's happening? And then one of the... um suit men grabs him out of nowhere basically and throws him over a table because it's cool into a box of packing peanuts um and then we get the great scene of uh tom atkins punching this guy twice and this guy has no reaction like his head kind of moves because physics but yeah does not hurt him and and dan's like what the fuck is happening like at this point he's like totally overwhelmed I don't know what he thought was going on here, but whatever it was, was not this. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's very overwhelmed. That's one of my favorite reoccurring things is that Dan, this whole movie is just, his mind is blown. He like has no clue what's going on throughout the entire movie, which is evident in, in him, you know, shouting, let's get the Marines. I mean, he just, <laughs> yeah. he is so in over his head, this whole movie. Oh, it's big great. time. 
Um, it's very real. This uh, robot man tries to squeeze his head, or maybe he's trying to pull it off. I can't tell which direction the force is going. But he's not successful because Dan punches him so hard in the stomach that he breaks through whatever these things are made out of. Um, and there's just like yellow goop that looks like pus. It's horrible inside of this robot. And then like very sick too. Yeah. It's um, gross. Mm-hmm. And I said to Jacob, I assume the reason they have all this weird liquid inside these robots is just because they did it in alien. Right. Yeah. I could see that. They're like, that and it's, cool. it has to be something super obvious too, that it's not human. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. weird yellow. Great. Very thick. Um, but then at this point, two more men come and grab Dan. Uh, and Dan kind of knows I'm not getting out of this right the second. He's also like a little shell shocked with every, all the developments that yeah. just occurred. <laughs> um, <laughs> And we get good old Connell Cochran. First of all, I just want to say I love his performance in this movie. Yeah. I think he's like one of the best parts. He's so good in this. It is. It's great. He's just, he is like that subtle menacing thing without ever like being really yeah. over the top. It's, it's like the perfect, cause it could have been so bad. They could have had someone who way like hammed this role up. And I just, I think it's, it makes it so you can actually sit and watch this movie. Like yeah. it could have changed it for sure. But yep. uh, Connell Cochran is upset because the old lady robot was a rare find from Munich. 1785. In 1785. And he's very disappointed because now he's going to have to try to find a new one. So already that's like a lot of information as an audience to process. He's like, oh shit, this has been going on for a long time. Okay, so we're making mm-hmm. robots forever. It's been hundreds of years of making yeah. robots that look like people. Cool. Great. <laughs> um, and at this point, it is revealed that Cochran knows because they. I didn't. I guess we didn't mention this. It's not that important, but they do give aliases. They say their last name is Smith. Um, hmm. And at this point, Cochran's like says something like Doctor Chalice. Like he knows who this man actually is. Or should I say, Mister Chalice? I assume Mr. Smith or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. He makes some joke because he's like, ha ha. I knew the whole time. Dumbass. I have cameras everywhere. What do you think they were doing? <laughs> um, then he just talks about. This is where we get the first monologue from Cochran where he's just talking for a long time about. How it was hard to make these robots. It took a while to make them so convincing. And one of the robots sneezes and he's like, oh, look how believable. Like, cool. Um. And he was basically saying how they combined both ancient and advanced technology to make whatever it is they are doing. And he says the line, which I always find so funny. He says, a good magician never explains. Which I believe the term, the, the, the saying is a, a good magician never reveals his secret. Yeah. So I don't know if this is a, a writer issue or if the actor messed up and they were all just like, meh, who, who's going to know? Or there's yeah. people like us that they were catering to that would be like, oh, that's not right. And now we remember it. <laughs> it was probably they were running out of film roll or something like that. They're like, oh, we, <laughs> we, on, can't, we can't do any, yeah, we can't do any reshoots. The rest right of the now. scene was fine. So it's, it's, it's fine. Yeah. 
Um, so it's also revealed that we see the giant stone from Stonehenge and we see people like working on it. They're like digging into it. And he talks about how uh, it was used as a sacrificial stone, which I don't think is true. No, but I do like that added kind of mythology. That oh, for sure. I, I mean, it's, it. And, it works. Yeah. And that line that just to kind of go along with how they show Stonehenge earlier, where it's like, oh, it just went missing. His explanation was like, oh, you wouldn't believe how we got it here, or whatever <laughs> yeah. he says. It's like, yes, it's so funny. He's like, he's like, oh, yeah, it was, man, it was crazy. It should have been there. It was, wow. Yeah. If, if anyone would hear this, they would not believe it. And we're then just he not going to explain. We're not going to explain never. this because it doesn't matter. I love it. <laughs> I love it. And what's also it's great good. about this whole scene is like, I get such a strong James Bond feel. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's like Blofeld. Dan, Dan is Dan is captured. They're like he's like showing off yes. the layers, like whole grant, and it's like this whole elaborate setup. So good. That oh, is. What, good. I told Maggie that I was like, "This is classic villain monologuing right it's here." Great. Okay, and that yeah. what is what like brought about that trope? James Bond, like, come on, 007. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's great. So now, uh, Connell Cochran sits them down basically to watch a demonstration which so they have brought back the Kupfer family they're wearing new clothes so it's either later that day or a different day I don't know I've lost track but they are wearing different clothes I only know that because her dress was bananas but (laughs) um so they have like a it's like a it seems like a basement there's no windows it's like a holding cell of some kind. It's just like cinder block room. And it's yeah, very, it's, very clinical looking. Yes. But it's, it's a like staging area almost. Exactly. It's sort of done up to look like a normal living room. There's a TV. There's like a little rug, a, a coffee table, chairs, couch. And then there's pretend curtains that there's no window behind. Um, Our cat is digging in the uh, litter box right now. If you can hear that. Can't hear it. So yeah. that's good to know because that has happened in many of my meetings. And I'm always wondering, can people hear that? <laughs> hope not um so then their kid puts on the mask and they're like yeah we're gonna show you the the big giveaway i think what they're kind of implying is they're showing it them ahead of time or something they don't really know what's good the, the family doesn't seem to know what they're doing there yeah yeah it's a mystery it's a mystery yeah. so the commercial starts That's... playing what was that no go ahead um and this is where the mom, who I don't know if she has a name. I didn't catch it. But the mom of Mrs. Kupfer um, starts laughing hysterically in a weird acting moment. Because she's like, oh, I think this is all just a big joke. Like, look at all this. And she, like, picks up the fake grapes. And she's like, ah, so funny. And she's literally laughing, like, her ass off. I know it just it adds to the craziness of what's about to ensue it just it gives it this whole weird nightmarish like fever dream vibe I don't know yeah it's like it's a layer whatever whatever follows something um so while she's laughing and Mr. Kupfer is just like sitting there um their kid like falls to the ground and at first they don't notice for a second which I'm like how but they do eventually notice they're not great parents no it's I mean, weird. obviously, if the kid's no. clipping them off. We saw that earlier, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the kid's, like, like gripping at his head. Something's going on with the mask. Um, and then, you know, he stops moving. But you, we can kind of see the 
head underneath the mask, like the mouth is open. It's super creepy. Um, and then, of course, bugs start spilling out of him. And then snacks. It's very upsetting. And then a giant snake comes out. It's so gross. <laughs> it's like, Rattler. you think it can't get worse. And then the snakes then come and it's just, and it's huge. And my well, favorite thing about this, this like probably one of my favorite scenes in any horror movie, just because of how actually disturbing it is, is that music in the background. It's so overwhelmingly loud too. It just yeah. like, it really puts you just keeps on playing. edge the entire yeah. time. Your senses are <laughs> overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. And like, fuck. there's nothing in this movie that could have <laughs> prepared you. Prepared you. Because you know the bugs might happen. But it is, and it's a child, so that kind of. I, yeah. Like, Cottle Cochran is worse than Michael Myers. Yeah. And Michael kills, like, I feel, I, I, some people and yeah. some dogs. Right? Babysitters. Yeah, you, you like. Teenagers. Sure. But not children. He just kind of spooks, you know, Tommy Doyle throughout the movie. You know, he doesn't yeah. do anything to him. True. true. All the kids that bump into him, he never does. He doesn't mind them at all. In, in the first or the right. second. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so it seems like the, the mom passes out from fright and then is probably killed because these snakes are venomous because one of the snakes bites the dad and he dies immediately. So all these, this little family, dead. Um. Now we get to, now it's Halloween. They show all these different towns around just America. Um, just They just shows like shots of different towns. I, I kind of like this because you can kind of see the sun setting as it progresses. So, you know, yeah. it's getting closer to the big yeah. giveaway. That, scene, um, that shot actually is probably my favorite one is, I think it's the one in Arizona where the kids are walking along the trails. Yeah. Super, but black sky. That looks so cool. It's the so sun bad. is like behind the hill that's that they're on right now. But, so, there's, so there's still light yeah. because it's just the hill. But yeah, yeah. it's nice. Yeah. I, I love that shot because that's awesome. I think that's the last one right before they go back to the factory. Well, they show it, they show the, yeah. the van that has um, like uh, microphones attached to it or speakers because they have, I yep. guess, hired people around the country to tell kids to go home because the big giveaway is happening. Oh, yeah. A lot of logistics to this plan. There's a lot of time if it's from and 1785. Nice little, and a nice shout out to uh, Omaha, Nebraska. There. Yeah, That's true. Hell yeah, Nebraska. That's not in Nebraska. Nebraska. It's all the shots are in California. It's uh, they tried. <laughs> yeah, it's very clear. <laughs> it's very obviously California. The grass is green. It's October. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Now we go to not the, enough leaves. The coroner girlfriend again, and she's kind of. She's found some like weird little piece of mechanical something. And for some reason, I don't know if maybe I'm just stupid, which is fair. I don't know anything about cars, but she's like, this can't possibly be from a car. And I'm like, I don't. Could it be? That looks like it could be in a car to me. If you said, hey, this (laughs) fell out of your car, I'd be like. Shit. Cool. Okay. Okay, I've never seen that before. (laughs) Yeah. Every time I watch this, I'm so. I'm always so like confused on why she like has this epiphany as she was looking at it. She's just 
the look on her face is like she's disturbed at what she's seeing but and it's she's like, oh, totally oh. figured it all out somehow yeah they're gonna kill children yeah <laughs> she she does she has this like oh like a ha moment yeah. and she goes i'm assuming she's call, trying to call her boss like saying like oh you should come take a look but yeah she she has this realization and she's like i have to call the sheriff but unfortunately hang up the robots have sensed this um, because one of them is there with a drill. Picked up the drill out of one of the uh, yeah, he found uh, it. cabinets or whatever. Yeah. Casual, just drills. Um, and drills right into her temple, which oh. they don't really, sh- they don't, they don't show show, but um, they show the thrust they show, like, of her, it going yeah. into her head. And then they show like her kind of body reaction, but they don't show like the physical. Really disturbing. That part, really disturbing. Anything into the temple hey. can't deal with. Any any drill going into a body, like any any man made thing used for like making holes or like destroying stuff, and the okay. human body is horrible. Like a wood chipper and yeah. Tucker Ooh. versus Dale, uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. <laughs> I love that movie. I would love to cover that specifically sometime. Maybe someday. Maybe, but man, going in the wood chipper, it's still like, oh my god. Yeah, can't can't deal with that <laughs> shit, man. <Mm-mm>, nah. <laughs> and just like that shot of just the still shot of her dead body on the ground, but you like yeah. don't see her head or anything. You just it's it's very creepy. Again, Dean you know, it's game over. Game over. Yep. Yeah. So we're back to Dan and Cochran, and Dan says, "Why, Cochran? Why?" And Colonel Cochran says. Do I need a reason? Collective I yes. sigh. Um, Collective I would sigh. like to know why this is happening. Please give me a reason. <laughs> um, and basically the reason he lays out, short version, is that he is an immortal warlock of some kind who's been around forever. Um, and he's mad because Halloween used to be like a sacrificial holiday for balancing out the universe and it has now turned into kids going around asking for candy and he's like sorry it's not me it's the planets like they need the sacrifice in order for the universe to keep going so like you should be thanking me you're welcome yeah we're (laughs) part of the universe in a totally significant way Mm -hmm. yeah yeah what's cool about that is he he hates how like commercialized Halloween has become, but then he uses like that whole thing against it, which is pretty cool. I yeah, do love that. I do. Uh, yeah. Yeah. With the, with, with, you know, making the TV commercial and just like basically turning it all like, in on itself. And having all the kids come to watch the thing specifically because they might get something out of it. Yeah. 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 Man. It's great. Also that, that scene is sweet because if I'm not mistaken, that's all in the, show Halloween for the second time on the TV, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, and the it's cool because like as he's doing that monologue, they have that close on his face and they have the original Halloween score playing in the background. I love yeah. it. Yeah. It's awesome. It's like, yeah. it's a great use of, to, to establish that this is, I guess it's supposed to be like our world because Halloween's just a movie. Yep. Um, so now we get Dan's absolute, like, total James Bondian escape. It's great. Yep. 
his IQ turns up like a, a oh, solid yeah. 60 points here. Okay. Like, he really goes from like, oh, I don't clearly, know what's happening. Just reactionary to like plan. I, I'm doing this. So he kicks the TV, shatters it. Um, which by the way, okay, real quick. If you've ever owned a tube TV, those screens yeah. are indestructible. That thing, I had one. It fell on the floor. The floor broke, okay? <laughs> Not a scratch on the screen, okay? <laughs> Insanity. Well, he's very strong. He's got dad strength, I guess, you know? It's yep. true. <laughs> um, he and does beer. the best throw of all time. He takes. Oh, he has yep. a mask in his hands. His, ma- his hands are still tied, basically, like, in between his legs almost, like, down. Um, and he, he kind of just flicks the mask up, and it goes all the way up into the corner of the room and covers the security camera perfectly. Absolutely perfectly. It's Beautiful. it's actually it's insane. Literally a hip. It's a hip throw. Yeah, hip he's throw just from like a <laughs> seated position. I don't get why they. He already cut himself loose partially. I don't get why they couldn't have just filmed them cutting his arm. Then loose. a little bit more realistic, but yeah. yeah. No, I, they had to go for the absurdism here, man. I mean, yep. he would be he, modern day and age. He would have made a fantastic fris, frisbee golfer. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, all the wrist, that flick of the wrist, just perfect. So, yeah. meanwhile, while he's kind of like uh, breaking free of his bondage um, with the glass shards of the TV, that yeah, he uses he the glass shards to fully cut out of his inhumanly ties. broke. Yeah, which was good. I like that. Great. And then he finds like a little vent and he starts crawling through the vent. Uh, meanwhile, Connell Cochran is like with all his, I assume robots. Um, and talking to someone on the phone. I, it's a, they, they frame it like, Oh, this important phone call. And you, we only hear Connell Cochran's end of things, but he's like talking about 43 share. Amazing. I'm like, of what? Everyone's going to be dead. There's no shares. What are you talking about? Only the children are going to be dead. What do you mean? And then like a va- a lot of families, I guess, because of the snakes, yeah. I, I guess. But but like, wouldn't he have a hundred yeah. share? He won. I don't understand. I don't know anything about stocks. So I'm made yeah, up. Yeah, it's like trying it, to... <laughs> Stokes. I feel like they're trying to like tie in with that whole anti-capitalism thing, but like have yeah. something like, oh, he's... Still, he's still loving that he's getting all these stocks, or you yeah. know, all, he's still like he, getting paid. He nah. likes the money. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Likes the not power. Very, it's kind of half-assed attempt, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is where I, I wrote no final girl run in this movie. Damn, we don't get one. It's just a final man run. Um, man. Dan finds a phone and he calls his ex-wife. Linda. Oh, uh, this communication. Really bad communication skills here. Um, he was a, he used all his brain power to figure out how to get out of that room. <laughs> he does a really bad job explaining to her. She's like, you were supposed to pick up the kids. Where the fuck are you? You were supposed to take them out trick-or-treating. And he's like, no, they the whole buddy Kupfer, his whole family, they killed them. Masks. What are you talking about? He's like, and he's tells the he tells her like, take the masks from the kids, and she's like, no, you're just mad, you're jealous because I bought them first, and then you bought them, and they already have them. And he so starts his whole thing with shut up. He's like, oh, shut, yeah. up. Oh, shut up, shut up. Jacob and I have been doing that to each other all day. <laughs> I, shut up, shut up. I did that in front of one of her coworkers today, and they and she was. And like, then we had to what? try to explain. No, Jacob's not telling me to shut up. We watched Halloween three, and there's this scene like, shut up. Sorry, Renee. 
<laughs> that was that, that's the best. Like it just, it, I feel like that alone just it, just full circle for him. Like that really rounded and, out his experience as a person and character. Yeah. On top of that, too, she even goes. She, you can hear her say, "Like, are you drunk?" He goes, "I'm not drunk." It's like <laughs> it's just everything that sh- is so bad about him is just coming coming full circle now. Oh yeah, because yes, I'm sure exactly. he's called. I'm sure he's called wasted before saying some nonsense yep. excuse why he's not there again and she's like yeah yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> so immediately after this he basically and turns one corner and finds ellie yeah she's in some room yeah. strapped to a table great so um in this but- massive factory that has <laughs> so many so much shit in it man so much honestly glad they didn't draw that out yeah true. um the bad guys figure out where they are pretty much immediately because there's cameras everywhere. Um, there's a camera in Ellie's room, so they know that uh, they found each other. South corridor. So then, yeah, we have a lot of just um, running through the factory, hiding, trying to figure out where to go. And then this is the crazy scene of he finds a box of the little microchip things. Well, they, but. Do, do they Scooby Doo first, or do they? Yeah, you're right. They do yeah. Scooby Doo first. Just about to mention that's that that is such a classic Scooby Doo move. <laughs> Who wouldn't see that? A thing, <laughs> just a little roller cart yeah. moving. Nothing. Everything they, else is static. There's a there's a rolling cart that has like a bunch of Halloween masks on it from the movie, and they they go behind it and they like walk behind it. It's it's total Scooby Doo stuff. Like, come on, someone maybe would be the, like, why is that moving? Maybe the robots can't see anything but who mans okay perhaps we don't know yeah i don't know who knows it wasn't yes. set up at all but still so we do have the scooby-doo moment and so then good. and then they find these this box of microchips so they they go up above this the rafters the, ra- the, the rafters of this i don't know how it's a factory i don't know how this works it looks they like a theater honestly at this point and everyone's down below and he presses random buttons on one of the computer things yeah, to make the commercial start playing. And then he goes within up there. This place. I don't know how he figured it out. He literally just presses random buttons and it happens. And then while the commercial is playing, yeah. no one in the room can figure out how to make it stop playing. Fine. <laughs> I'm accepting it. Well, what's what's yeah. The part about that is like he, they kind of, he watches one of the robot guys like do the same movement, but how he remembers all that. And then, like you said, how they don't know to turn it off is just ridiculous. Hey, they only know how to turn it on. They didn't have a contingency plan for if it got turned on early, I guess. Yeah, (laughs) that's true. And and it's it's, to clarify, it's only playing in the factory. It's not like broadcasting yet. Yes. Yeah. Which, like, why? Well, because he's he's using the microchips. um, He dumps them over the side of this little balcony area so that they start shooting out their lasers and they kill everybody in the room. And then we have the single most crazy transition of plot I've ever seen. I think in any movie ever Mm -hmm. the, the fucking the like Cochran sees this and he's like slightly, he's like, Oh man, this sucks. Like he's he's slightly inconvenienced. And then he's like, and then he like, okay. Okay. okay, Hold on. Chill. Let, Let me explain. Okay. The computers in this room link up. 
like a circle of laser light and Cochrane's standing next to it. And he looks up at Dan and he's kind of smile. He smiles like, like I did it. And then he starts doing like a slow clap while looking up like, and yeah, like you bested me. Yeah. Like you win. You did it. And then the, and then the like obelisk from Stonehenge. Um, it's not an obelisk. It's just a stone. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Obelisk is a specific shape. So okay. I don't want to confuse anybody. Um, a rectangle on the, end. The circle of lasers above the computers and Stonehenge both shoot an additional laser out and hit Connell Cochran. And, and he then turns into a moon man. He, yeah, he looks like Jacob says moon man. That, that probably doesn't man. make sense to anybody. No. I it's hard to even explain what you're because it's it's kind of shitty looking. The, the, at the same time, how 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 shitty it is. It's it makes it even creepier because he has like this one expression on his face, and he just turns into like this silver, or I don't even know how to describe. It's it almost looks it. like he's made out of the hard styrofoam that you use to put at the bottom of like fake planters. Like someone carved his yeah. likeness into that. And then, like, put eyeballs. That on is it. exactly what it looks like. And, they and were then, like, and then he, and then he disappears, like slow fade into nothingness. Yep, he's like, gone. Like, what the? Okay, so here, I want to dissect this just a sec, please. <laughs> I'm thinking that the modern technology and the old quote unquote technology, which is the, uh, which is Stonehenge piece, mm-hmm. they somehow communicate e- to each other and then hit. Cochrane, the merger of the two, and then transcend him, become something else. Sure. <laughs> that would kind of explain why he's so he's like okay with what's happening. He's yeah. like, it's gonna happen eventually. He's like, you you did exactly what I wanted. Thank you. Or is it like I'll be back? That's awesome, actually. I like I like that theory. Me too. Yeah, okay. Thank you. Aw. Good job. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> So that's the only thing I could reason with, man. Honestly, the only thing. <laughs> Otherwise, like, it, yeah, it kind of makes. Uh, why would sense. the Why would the computers make a circle of like ethereal energy or something like that? Yeah. Like, why not? Why do microchips? Um, how are microchips able to contain a piece of Stonehenge, and how does that turn into bugs in your mouth? Magic. It's not science. So, it's I love magic. That they can, they can, yeah, they can literally just call it witchcraft. That's, that's <laughs> I love that. They, they just say it's witchcraft, and that's. I mean, I love that. You just take their word for it. Okay. Yeah. You don't yeah. need to know. <laughs> Whatever. Fuck it. <laughs> so now we have Ellie and Dan driving away in the car, and he's like, basically, he's trying to figure out like, how, what are we going to do? What's the next step? And we know it's eight forty-eight, and the prod broadcast starts at nine, so they have. 12 minutes to figure this out. Um, but unfortunately, Ellie has little to no response. And then she's like, no expression, suddenly. And the music. And she turns to him. Yeah, we get some good music. And she starts trying to strangle him. Ah. Because, oh no, Ellie has somehow been replaced with a robot. Rip. When, we, when did we last see her again? Um... Right before he went back inside, remember in the in the motel, and and she was gone. 
Was that the uh was that when he's like, We need to get the Marines? That's it? Was yeah, that the that last was the scene? last scene we saw her in? Wow, she really just she completed the yeah, full so circle. Sometime... Her character arc was literally just to get laid by the main man character. Yeah. Now she's out. Gone. I tell you what. Yeah, it's it's a cheap it's like a cheap shock thing. Yeah. It, it definitely reduces her character really nothing which yeah it's kind of unfortunate yeah i mean because i like her yeah. i like that actress um yeah. yeah yeah and so i assume i have to assume that they created a robot version of her at some point and replaced sure. her with that but why the robot version kind of helps them escape i don't understand yeah very afterthought plot plot device like have another scary thing happen and they really beat a dead horse with this one because three times they beat the horse she so she tries to kill him he like rears off the road with the car um we see her arm stuck in the door so she's lost an arm so she comes at him again with her other arm uh, he bashes Takes her head off with a tire with a tire iron that yes. he gets from the trunk. Just throwing that out there, and so then she falls to the ground. Then her arm that had gotten attached comes and like launches itself at him somehow. Tries to kill him again. Uh, he messes it up, throws it away. Great. Real quick, then, I I, w- I want to say real quick with that hand. Please the way that it was like trying to strangle him, it was like palm on, on his chin, like pushing almost. I'm like, but the arms not attached to anything. Where is it attached to? There's no pushing. It would just fall off at that point. Anyways, that's all. (laughs) It's jet propelled, I guess. (laughs) It's a robot, whatever magic. Cool. (laughs) So then we're like, okay, it's over. But then the other (sighs) half of her body with one arm and no head tries to attack him again. Ugh. It re- gets away from that really as much i watched it with my brother i showed i showed it to him for the first time like halloween weekend and even he was like okay we don't need any more of these little like, jump moments yeah it's the end of the movie like, let's, we'll yeah. get to it we'll get to it um i wish they would have done it one more time honestly just to just just to really <laughs> be like we yeah. gotta and do again. one more <laughs> like a foot attacks him or something jesus so <laughs> he runs to the nearest phone, which is the mechanic shop, the same one from the beginning of the movie, which I don't really understand the point of whatever. It's fine. It's the same mechanic shop. Um, and the mechanic's like, don't I recognize you? Cause he had talked to him in the first scene or whatever. And he takes this, uh, mechanic, the phone there and he starts calling the, the most influential station? person at the TV station yes. you've ever seen of the United States or the yes. world. Yeah, yeah, is this locally contained or? Well, they. I mean, it's at least American. Yeah, I always think about that too. Yeah, I don't know who he's talking to, but he's talking to someone who has the power to pull commercials off of multiple stations. And well, they only so, reference no, 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 one on. time zone too, so maybe well, it's here. Let regionally. me let me get to the end. Okay, okay. Before you interrupt again, sir. Um, he, he's on the phone. 
He's saying, you have to turn this off. It's going to kill people. He does not explain it, but they listen to him. Don't know why. You see it go off one station. Some kids come trick-or-treating to the mechanics shop, which I find strange. But whatever. I don't Wasn't know. Wasn't this like way yeah. out in the bonies too? That's what I thought, but. Oh, well. It doesn't matter. So the kid's like, oh, it came off the TV. So he switches the channel. We see it on another channel. So he's like, no, take it off that one too. Which is, what do you mean that one? Whatever. Goes off. <laughs> so now we reach our very last moment, which is the third channel that is playing this commercial. And it just keeps playing. And he just starts yelling, stop it, stop it, stop it. And that's how the movie ends. Such a great ending. Yeah. So it's over. Great. They the fought death. for that ending too. Wait, really? Yeah. Yeah, because I guess the studio was like, we don't like how amb- like ambiguous this ending is. And it's a bummer. Ah. Wait, so this one's I not thought, a bummer. No, that's what I'm saying. That's what they, yeah. they were saying the, the current ending that's appearing in the movie was a bummer. I gotcha. They wanted it to be what more I, clear. Yeah, what I thought I read somewhere is that actually the original ending, when the screen goes black, they were actually going to have a bunch of children screaming over a black screen, which would have been even... So I feel like if that's true, if that was at the true ending, then I can see why they made it more ambiguous. Sure. To be like, oh, maybe they survived. Yeah. I would have. I would have much preferred that ending with kids screaming. I agree. Personally. Same. Same. But the the studio wanted them to have something at the end that made it clear that everything Ugh. was good in the end, basically. Um, and I guess they approached John Carpenter, who was one of the main producers on this, and he was like, "I'm going to leave it up to the director." And Tommy Lee Wallace was like, no, I like, I want the ambiguous, weird ending. So they're like, all right, kept it. Cool. Good for them. Um, always, always trust the director. Yeah. Honestly, we see how that went weird in Halloween 2 with yeah. just too much of the studio being involved in the movie and making decisions that the director yep. didn't agree with. So. Just a middleman for two groups of people. Yes. Yeah. Unfortunate, though. Um, yeah, it's the end of the movie. We did it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. It's a great Seg- movie. Segment times? Co- or do you want to do some comments or do you just want to go in the seg- segment? We do some comments first. Okay. I mean, I just ben. want to say that like, if you have not seen this movie ever and you're just listening about it, I hope we have said something that intrigues you because yeah. I really think even if you don't like horror movies, you don't really like the Halloween series. I don't know why you're listening to this, but thank yeah, you. Yeah, true, true. Um, <laughs> Very good supporters of us. Thank you. You Appreciate should definitely that. watch this movie. It is bananas. It is really fun just to look at. There's some yeah. great acting moments. Um, some really bad acting moments, which are great. Yeah. Yeah. Bad in a great way. Yes. The effects, everything. I, it's definitely worth a watch. And it's just so weird. Uh, there, I can't think of another movie like it true no it's like i i just just enjoy it on its own merits mm-hmm. not the whole fact that you know some people are like oh it's so good it doesn't even have michael myers in it or that michael myers always becomes his talking point about this movie but yeah i just think the, the how mean-spirited it is when you really think about it i mean the central plot which is kill all the children is <laughs> yeah. about as dark as you can get and they they don't shy away from it when you see that scene where they tested on that kid too. Yeah. And just yeah. on top They're of like, that. They're like, here's the, a dead child. <laughs> yeah. And I think 
this along with the original Halloween just captures that autumnal uh, atmosphere perfectly. Yes, absolutely. Unlike any other movie. It's. Te- I mean, yeah, if you're a kid or if you're a parent, that's fucking terrifying, you know? I'm not. I mean, I don't trust corporations as this, but I, I, I were never gonna get them masks like that. Are you kidding me? It's like, hey, kids, make sure you have your masks on at 9 p.m. on Halloween night for a big giveaway. Like, fuck that. Yeah, no, that's a little weird. Like, fuck, dude. No, absolutely not. That's um, if it was just the commercial itself, you know, not the whole. Oh, make sure you sit right from your television screen with it's, the mask on. It's that whole thing that gives it that that creepy edge. Yes. Oh my god, that is that's very real. As much as I, I love to hate this movie, but I also love this movie. Um, and yeah, I agree with you, Ben. I think that it's like the fact that Michael Myers comes up as a talking point is like so. It's like more. It's you're beating a horse more than when uh, uh, what's her face kept coming back and like fucking hitting Dan. Okay, like yeah. <sighs> don't. That's not a good argument yeah. for it at this point. Hey, you man. know. If they, if they really just would have called it, even just Halloween, yeah, would have been better. I mean, ideally, season of the witch is just the title, but yeah, having yeah. That Halloween three in there, that really, they just. Hey, three masks, man! Three masks. The Halloween three masks. It's all. It's I can't believe. I can't and, believe that. <laughs> well, and the fact that. We kind of talked about this last episode, wow. but the tagline for this movie ties in with the other two movies. It's the tagline a great for this one tagline, by the way. Is the night no one comes home. Yeah. Which makes sense. But it's also, it feels like, oh, so Michael Myers is going to come and he's going to kill more people. That's what that sounds like to me. Also, if I saw a poster yeah. for this movie in 1982. Also, the fact that they say the night no one comes home, every child is enticed to go home to watch a screen also not really true yeah it, it, it they semantics go specifically go home <laughs> <laughs> i do want to say one thing i wish that was in the original script that did not make it into this movie is they have the whole thing with what the final processing is which mm. has something to do with like keeping humans trapped in weird pods or something what what yeah and, and what do you and, mean and so they they trap dan there in some like weird science pod drain because they're doing something with draining life force from people that has to do with the magic that is able to make this all happen. I don't know all the specifics, but I just thought that would have been cool. It is cool. And what, what that stems from is Tommy Lee Wallace wanted this to be like his version of invasion of the body snatchers, which that whole movie is about. This. Those aliens putting people <laughs> in pods and replicating them. So it's like, you really just want to make that. I would have loved to see that too. I think that would have added another crazy element. Not only is there witchcraft in this and computers. I don't know what else. There's yeah, computers. Hey, witchcraft and computers, yeah, same thing. Child so sacrifices. Guess, all that just, that just would have made it even crazier. Yeah, I guess the true. last thing I have to say before we move on to segments is that... Um, there's currently a microchip shortage and just like maybe think about that. What are these microchips being used for? Oh they might be God. being used to put into masks to kill of us on Halloween <laughs> next year because we kind of missed yes. it this year, but could be. I don't know. Hey, anything could happen. Hey, I about to say, you know, we talked about the logistics of Cochrane's plan. You know, they're planning for 2022 Halloween with these microchips. So True, true. I think we solved it. 
listen, we solved it right here, right now on the podcast. You heard it fr- here from us first, okay? So you don't need to be able to buy your new computer or your Xbox or your PlayStation because you're going to be dead next year. Hell yeah. All right, moving on to segments. <laughs> That's the message. Yes. Happy Halloween. Um, so we usually do best kill. I guess, Jacob, you kind of already said yours. I did, yeah. Uh, I, I like the laser to the face. I mean, that's probably yeah. a lot of people's if they're going to choose between any of these because I think it was most practically well done. Uh, the most well sh- shot one would definitely have been the decapitation uh, that was that lift, just lifted off because I love the silhouetting and the spurting blood and the darkness with like, you know, the picturesque scene right there. It's really good. I agree. Yeah. All right, Ben, what about you, Maggie? Uh, or, no. Yeah. No? Okay. Ben, you're on the spot. So you had to pick. Yeah. I I have to go with the the putting the mask on. That's Okay. Yep. With as we talked about, just the way the, mu- the the music, the way it ramps up and the parents' reactions, they don't really know what to do. Yeah. Second second though, I would have to go with the decapitation, as okay. we've talked about for the lighting. It's nothing Absolutely. that you haven't seen before, I guess, like someone getting a head ripped off. But in this particular instance, it just looks so cool. It does. I agree. Um, uh, so my turn, if I had to pick. I think. Uh, gosh, it's so hard. Are you going to go with an original or nah? Nah. I mean, I think my favorite is, is the kid in the mask death. But I do really love those special effects on Marge. Because yeah. it does look like her face got destroyed by a laser, and it's graphic. It is. It's very graphic. That's like the one scene that I'd be like trigger warning, honestly. Yeah. You know, that's probably it's, it. It's really upsetting. <laughs> cool. So last thing we got to do is uh, rate this movie. So we rate out of 10, 10 being the best, 1 being the worst. For context, I gave Halloween. I think we both gave Halloween the original a 10. Halloween 2, I think I yeah. gave a 5. Yes. Because it's... I gave a 7. Perfectly, yeah. perfectly fine. Because I love Dean Cundey's uh, cinematography. That's fair. Um, so for this one, uh, Jake... Oh, wait. Jacob, you went first last time, correct? I think so. Okay. Yeah. I, I'll go first. Okay. Um, I'm giving this one a 7 out of 10. Okay. Okay. And Ben, would you like to go before me or would you like to go after me? Well, hey, let me explain why. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm you sorry. turd. <laughs> um, honestly, if someone was like, Ugh, it's hard because if someone was like, should I watch this movie? I'd be like, absolutely watch this movie right now. Yes. But just like, you know, there's a lot of plot holes. So there's definitely weird things in this movie that, that I can't in good faith <laughs> give it a 10. But somewhere between a 7 and an 8 is where, is where my brain is at. Cool. Right. I want to hear Jacob. I want to hear you go first. You mean okay? Perfect. Uh, I was actually going to give this one probably uh, an eight point five, and the reason why is because I feel like I don't know what it is, but I, I get this like cult classic feeling out of this film. Yes, like it like, should uh, have more fans. It should. It really should because it's honestly awesome. It's so fun to watch. You love to hate Dan, honestly. And it, it's just fun yeah. to laugh at the movie, honestly, and be like, holy shit, this is this is weird. Like, it's just an enjoyable experience. You know what yes. I mean? And again, Dean Cundy's cinematography on this film was phenomenal. I, I don't know mm-hmm. if all of what I just said would have been as true 
as I'm making it now if it was if the cinematography wasn't as good. So honestly, yeah, that's that's a big one for me for the rating and this one and the previous Halloween too. So and yeah, and I think on top of that, be, be, besides Dean Cundy is uh, Tommy Lee Wallace definitely studied John Carpenter and absolutely basically imitated him perfectly because it feels like a John Carpenter movie. Yep. It does. Like all, all the way down to just the way the cinematography and the shots, everything. I love it. What's your rating? So I want to go last because I'm going to go bold. And I'm going to say 10 out of 10. Hell yeah. I love oh, it. Okay. I was hoping you love would. This, I love this movie. I love this movie so much. It is my... This movie and Trick or Treat are the movies I watch every year on Halloween night because they just give me the most cozy Halloween feel. We need to do that. Cozy? You think Trick or Treat gives you a cozy? There are some plot holes. It's. Oh, yeah, totally. I haven't ever seen Trick or Treat. I've only seen. I've seen. Well, okay, so hear me out. I've only seen the kill count for it. You know, James A. Janice. Fantastic. Love it on YouTube. Watch a ton of them, you know. Um, I'm sure people, if people listen to this, they probably listen to Kill Count. Yeah. Um, and like, I, I've seen that, right? I believe he covered it, right? Uh, anyways, uh, and like, you know, the cover art and like went blockbuster back in the day, and then also, you know, trailers. Um, they all just think I just think terrifying. So I need to watch it though. But anyways, yeah, no, continue, it's, it has some decent scares in it, but it is like the most perfect Halloween feel. And I'm not even going to like say any spoilers because you definitely need to watch it. Okay. Preferably on Halloween night. It's, it, it is super cozy. Okay. That's the plan now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We I got don't know, Halloween three, it. you mentioned cult classic. Uh, it is at this point, it has definitely found it, uh, its audience, which is great. I don't think any, I think most people at this point are past the like shitting on it stage where they're just like, okay, this is actually a good movie. This yeah. is, Take away the Halloween. You yeah, know, we're past connection. people being butt hurt that Michael Myers wasn't in it. Yeah, yeah, we're far it's enough like, away. Plus, yeah, I think get, people get now know if they don't know anything about the Halloween series, most a lot of people know Halloween three is the one that doesn't have Michael Myers. So you're not going into it like, where's Michael? Which is there an after credit yeah. sequence that shows him though and connects the dots? No, Connor Cochran yeah. takes off Thinking his of from face the modern mask. perspective. <laughs> <laughs> It's a cinematic I universe. Some, I guarantee you some studio head had that idea and they're like, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> With the amount of money they would have probably made. Oh my God. So oh. No, no, oh. no. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> well, any, any <laughs> final, any final, final thoughts on this movie specifically before we. Well, and we, I think we need to mention it even what? though it didn't happen. There's no final girl run. I already mentioned that you're doing no, no, but I mean, at the, at the segment portion. So pour one out for the lack of a final girl run segment. Well, I don't know what that was supposed to be. That's also, also what makes this movie also unique. It's it's not, it's not a slasher movie at all. There's like elements of it at times, like towards the beginning, but it's more of like this mystery with horror elements. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and great horror elements great once i love it um yeah go watch halloween three right now um yep well ben would you like to plug anything today uh 
mentioned earlier letterbox anybody wants to follow me it's b slavy on there i also run a yearly challenge that i started for 2021 on there called the criterion challenge nice just watch a bunch of criterion related movies oh my god my, do I it think, again for 2022 i think my friend follows you and does that Sweet. i think so yeah tell them to tell more people it's Fuck it's it. had a good turnout and it's it's been a lot uh, next year and hopefully oh. have just about as many people doing it. So that's awesome. Uh, other than that, non-movie related, anybody want to listen to some good music, check out our band called cheesy bandito. It's wherever you listen to music, Spotify, Apple music, anything like that. We don't have any shows coming up yet. Uh, we just played a Halloween show. We were, so we're having a little break from that, but music is on streaming. Nice. Hell yeah. Love it. Check it out. Well, um, I, go ahead, Jacob. I was going to say, I was just going to uh, say thank you so much, Ben, for coming on and uh, rescheduling with us because we took a hiatus for this whole summer <laughs> uh, for our wedding. Um, no. <laughs> so thank you. No for still wanting to come for on. For sure. We were planning on having Ben on months ago literally months but also May? like during season one we were like oh yeah we'll do halloween next season and you can be on for season of the witch and then it was you know eight months later yeah exactly so thank you for being it was, adaptable. it was worth the wait i'm <laughs> oh no problem it was worth the wait it was a lot of fun i love not only talking about horror movies but when it's one of my favorite ones i i could go on all day it's great and awesome. yeah 10 out of 10 rating Hey, well, if you want to be on for one of our other other episodes in the future, just let us know. Um, But yeah, thank you so much, Ben, for coming on. Uh, And Maggie, thank you so much, as always, for all of the research, dedication, reading, uh, and narrating that you always do. And editing, exactly. Um, Just keep taking the credit. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, If you've listened to this point, you're incredible. Uh, Mm -hmm. Honestly, we do this for you. We don't make any money obviously so this is just for fun because we love doing it and it's awesome that we get to share a a nice base of people that get to watch it with us and listen to us as well bunch of Uh, horror movie sweeties exactly so give us a five stars on apple podcasts if you like it uh and with a comment too if you want to uh you can email us any questions comments or corrections if you want uh to the email but please uh, be nice i'm sensitive Yes, exactly. And it's camp slash your pod at gmail.com. gmail.com. Yep. yep. And then also our Facebook page as well at camp slasher, not to be confused with slasher camp. <laughs> Which happens um, a lot. Happens so often. So not, often. Slasher camp is not a podcast. It's that thing in Arizona where you can go and Jason will chase you and your friends. We That's are not, not that. Us. We're not affiliated with them I either. Sure. They seem cool. I don't they know. do. They do. And we reach out. They haven't talked to us, but you know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> they don't have yeah. contact information. They don't uh, like us on Facebook. Give us a comment. We can talk on there too. Um, and then I am creating a Reddit page uh, for it as, as well. So yeah, mm-hmm. keep in tune for that. So thank you so much, everybody. And have a spooky night. Have a great Halloween next year. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. For more Camp Slasher content, head over to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Camp Slasher Podcast, or follow us on Instagram at Camp Slasher, or on Twitter at Camp Slasher Pod. Email us at Camp Slasher Pod at gmail.com, and your questions and comments may be featured on a future episode. 
Camp Slasher theme song by Miles Phillips, who can be found on Spotify as me, the guy. If you'd like, give us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts to help us grow our show. Thank you for listening, and we can't wait to discuss all the thrills and kills next time. 